A delayed start. My apologies for that. Good morning. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I would say it's a Would You Rather Wednesday edition, but that might end up going by the wayside because I'll explain it later. But I had scenarios in my mind. I got very angry. There was a lot going on. I I don't know if it's the fact that the school's open late today, which, by the way, why? Like, they, I, we we have a problem. Safety. No. It has nothing to do with safety. There was nothing different between 7 this morning and 9 this morning. Well, there's a tipped over bus. There was no more. We'll, what, blame, what, it on, we'll blame it on you. Yeah. There was no more snow that fell. There was nothing new that occurred. Why were the schools open late today? I, I am all for being reasonable and being smart. Somebody has to explain to me what the difference was between 7 and 9. And now you got to explain it to me more because I didn't realize that apparently those two hours mean everybody's on the road at the exact same time. I was stuck on Delaney Valley slash Jarrettsville Pike for 30 minutes. And it's one of those bits where, like, you know, at first when you see that it's bottlenecking, you're like, all right, well, you know, there's got to be something going on here. Maybe a tree came down. Like, that happens. You get around that everything's good. And then, like, ten minutes later, you realize nothing's happening. You're like, no offense, like, radio's dead, so I'm not going to turn on looking for a traffic report. Also, what is it going to tell me? There's traffic. I know. It's not like there's somebody on the radio like, hi, Glenn Clark. Go this way. Now nah, somebody would say, why don't you put your Waze app on when you get it, when you leave in the morning? Then you could find out there is traffic. There's no quicker way for me to get here. If I had gone a different way, Helicopter. it would have taken me. Yeah, that's a good point. Do what uh, Mario Cristobal does to go <laughs> see uh, uh, recruits. If I would have taken a different way, it would have taken the exact same amount of time that it took me waiting in, in the traffic. So there's no real point to the Waze app. Not in this case. Other instances, of course, there's plenty of points. I can't tell if it's just the two hours because the only, I, I'm, again thirty minutes stuck in this. The only thing I can find is finally when I get up close to seminary, there's just a Chevy Silverado abandoned in the right lane. That'll do it. Just abandoned. That'll do it. Just sitting there. Now I don't think that alone could cause thirty minutes worth of rubbernecking. But I don't think it helped. I think, like, it was all part of the story. 30 minutes. And you get to that point where you're like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to be a little bit later than I expected, but no big deal. Then you all of a sudden realize, like, holy F, I might not make it in time. What is going on here? What the hell is happening? And then you start going, you, you, now, now you're in it. Now you're frustrated. Now you're pissed off. Now... Like when I come up on the Chevy Silverado that's abandoned, aban- just abandoned. By the way, if you turn right on Seminary, there's street parking. He just abandoned it in the middle of a lane. Who or, or she, whoever this person was. Just abandoned. Anyway. I'm glad you made it. Anyway. So I have to get over to the left. The guy behind me darts into the left lane and then speeds up to cut me off from being able to also move in front of the left. What a guy. He, he knows I'm going to be pissed off, so he preemptively does the like, what, man? What? What do you What do you want? Like, I don't know, to just be a human? 
So this we this goes back to the thing that I talked about a couple weeks ago. We all believe we're the star of the show. Everyone, social media has done it. I am convinced of that. It has allowed us to believe that we are the star of the show. What we have going on is just more important. That guy that cut me off truly believes that whatever he's doing, he's the main character. Super yeah. Megacorp. Wherever he's going to work today, it's definitely more important than whatever I'm doing. There's no thought of like, well, this person has to go to work too, or this person might have to take their kids to school, or maybe this person is trying to rush, you know, like a if he knew a, it was Glenn Clark in the car, a kidney to the hospital to save a person. Whatever it is, what I'm doing is more important. Damn it! I swear to God, he looked at me like, what, what, man, what, what? I, I, I'm like. And so now I'm in it, right? Like now I'm, I'm in that place where like I'm I'm screaming out curse words in the car. I'm I'm, I absolutely gave him the finger. I definitely did that. I I, mean, I definitely yelled out "f you" and gave him the finger. And I'm like, what if I what if I had a gun? <laughs> like, what if I just created a bigger problem for myself? Like I gotta I gotta keep it in my pants. And so now I'm 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 going I'm going through the feels, right? Like now I'm angry. I'm. You're playing, out you're playing out different right. scenarios. Going, and in that, I have completely lost track of any thought process I had for doing a show today. <laughs> any topics, any, what was I going to get into? No, I, I have forgotten who our guests are, frankly. I know Josh mm. Bynes is coming on the program. Josh today. Bynes is joining us. I wanted to talk to him because he was, of course, part of the 2019 Ravens. So I want to try to get a feel for, like, hey, ha what happened then and how do they avoid it now? Um, Seth Walder. Seth Walder from ESPN is going to join uh, us to pre the preview the game. Who else? Uh, and Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones, right? Because it is Ravens Texans mm -hmm. this week. So uh, I believe Ari Spears as well. Oh, Ari Spears. That's yes. exactly what I said. Yeah. No, you didn't. You said something else. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not going to flip you off and say <laughs> F you. I'm going to reserve that to the guy that cut me off. What kind of car was it? What, what was I don't remember. What was I don't that? remember. I didn't. I, I thought Feel about taking. I thought about taking a picture, but again, I was too into my own. Just add that into the I, tweet. Like, I just lost it. I lost it in that moment, and then it was hopeless. I'm like I, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. On the, I don't know what's going on today. I don't remember what Would You Rather Wednesday was. I don't. I genuinely. One of them was going to be Mark Andrews or Marlon Humphrey. Like it was going to be. Would who you, you rather the Ravens win the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. but you sit in that traffic, right, right, every every day, day every until day. they win the Super Bowl? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Like at some point, I will end up getting shot. God, I was, I was unhealthy. What I just went through this morning, it was very unhealthy. That guy, that guy. Hey man, I I hope whatever it is you're doing today, he had a he had a horse sticker on the back of his car. Oh, okay, so yeah, does make sense coming up driving down from horse country. He had a horse sticker on the back of the Maryland flag and a horse. I don't know if that's the Maryland Thoroughbred Association or what it is, but. That guy should not be representing your your organization. He's got to put the fires out, man. Like he's the he's the star. The rest of us are just side characters in his show, and you have to understand that. You should have been on his road. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, you're Griffin, you, you points made. It's his place. The hell do I think I am uh, getting involved in that? Ridiculous. 
All right, uh, tell us about what's going on at the Green Turtle. Uh, the Green Turtle, special things going on at the Green Turtle right now. Because if you didn't know, uh, live in-person betting, sports betting, has been added to the Green Turtle. So now every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, they're offering you a free $10 bet on uh, on whatever you want. It's college basketball season, so that's where my money would go. But, uh, but you know, it's NBA, of course, going on. Hockey's going on. Free $10 bet on uh, whatever you'd like where you can experience the ultimate game the ultimate destination for game day excitement great food and live in-person betting so go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton go pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some uh, some food and sports uh, t- tomorrow night Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks all right <sighs> i'm going to try to decompress all right i'm going to try to I'm I'm not I'm not in a healthy place i have do to be do we need to take a break before our no i don't <laughs> i don't think we do although you know, I can't. I can't promise that. I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna be able to get it back together. Son of a bitch! I'm still. Th- I'm gonna be thinking about that guy all day, all day. I'm gonna be thinking about that guy. What if you see him on the way home, I don't think I would remember. Okay. I don't think. Oh, well, that's I, I mean, unless he does the. Unless he does the what? Unless I see, literally see him do that. I could hear him say he had his window up. I had my window up, and I could hear the what? I could hear it. We've all done that. We've all like it's the thing you do when you don't really have anything to say, but you're it's we as men. What? What? I, how about the fact that you're a complete a hole? That's what. And th- there's nothing you can say to defend it. Like I'm actually pretty good at this when I screw up on the road, and it look it happens. We all because we we're the star of our own show, right? Like we sometimes you do something and you realize like oh. I, I was the a-hole. I'm very good at recognizing that I was the a-hole and doing, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't improve anything. Right. It doesn't change the fact that you're the a-hole. But it doesn't escalate things either, is what I've I found. I would say this is a problem that we have in society in general. I've addressed that young people who refuse to acknowledge when they screw up, not that I'm looking at anybody in particular, refuse to acknowledge, could just say, hey, man, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'll, di- I'll fix it, I'll do it better, any of those things. Instead, try to just be... D- By the way, it's not just young people. Mrs. Clark is very much in this camp. She's like, what? What? Like, what? What do you mean, what? All right. I'm over it. I'm definitely not over it. I still, I'm still. i not going to forget the guy on 83. One day, while I was like, I, when I, back when I was in school, and I was just on my way to class, and there was a guy behind me, and I could see in my rearview mirror, he was looking at, he was like looking at me, and I was in the left lane. I was still going like 80-something. Like I was, I was not, it's not like I was cl- slowing up traffic in the left lane, and this guy, I can see in my rearview mirror, he is like this. Get over, right. get over. Right. And I'm like, dude, calm down. It was, it was a... Uh, it was insane. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. I was very amused by have, it. And this you, guy was. Losing I, have his you mind. ever had an instance where somebody like clearly wanted to fight or like wanted to whatever happened on the road? They wanted to have a conversation about it. Yeah, there was a guy in my neighborhood uh, because there's okay. like a there's like a little there's a very small road uh, because you know I'm out I'm out in Carroll County too so mm-hmm. there's so there's a very small road to get like into like the back of my neighborhood. And uh, and I was I might have been going like a little fast or something, but like I, I th- this guy was completely stopped because his mailbox is like on like the there's like a bunch of cluster of mailboxes. Mm-hmm. So he was stopped there to get his mailbox, and he was taking up the whole the whole uh, the, the the whole lane. And he's mad at me because like I had to I like c- I was coming around the curve and I 
I hit my brakes in time. Was, nothing, nothing bad was going to happen. But he was mad at me, saying, "I." He was like, "You need to slow down." So I had, and I was like, "Dude, relax." The, and then, but then he was like, he was trying to wave me through. And then I was like, "Well, I'm not going to make it through." And he was like, "Oh, really? You can't make it through?" And I was like, "Yeah, because you're taking up the whole guy's lane." Having a bad day, man. Dude, that, this that guy, guy. This so guy. The old, the radio station doesn't exist anymore. It was on a residential street. It was on Hart Road in Towson. And it was a small, at one point it was really like a one lane, like it, it wasn't actually, but like it really wasn't room at one of the turns for there to be two cars going at the same time. So one day after Drew and I show, I'm leaving and this maniac comes flying around me and stops, like stop. I'm like, what the F is going on right in front of me? He gets out of the car, he comes up to me. And I don't know oh why God. I, like, in, in at this age, I would have just simply driven around him, and I would have had none of it. But for some reason, I guess because I was young, I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a fire, and he's got to tell me about it, right? And like, I roll down the window, and he said, you're driving way too fast, and I see you every day doing this, every day. This is a residential road, and I'm sick of it. I'm like, then I realize I'm driving my now wife, then girlfriend's car that day. He's never seen me before. So He has no idea who he's talking to. This guy has created something in his mind. And I, I then also realized, like, should I do something about this? So I called the police. I did. I called the police afterwards. Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but, like, this is one of the most dangerous things I've ever seen anybody do. Like, he came around me on a one-lane road. And to cut you off, cut to yell me at off you. to get out of the car and yell at me. Like I, I did. I called the police. I like I, I got his license plate. I said I he told you you need to. I'm drive like, safe. I'm, and then for a second, I'm like, wait, do I, do I? Sp-? Then I'm. Oh, he's right. He's never no, seen. No, he's he's never seen this car before. <laughs> he's made this up. I've never driven this car before. I have my own car. Maybe somebody else. Maybe it was Drew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird time. But yeah, I uh, I had none of that. I had none of that. All right, uh, sorry, we didn't really talk about sports. My, Marlon Humphrey didn't practice yesterday. That was a bummer. Hopefully, that'll change during the week. Um, I'm not terrified of a world in which Marlon Humphrey doesn't play on Saturday because I don't know. The Ravens secondary has proven to be so deep that I, you know, like all the fears that we had earlier in the year about secondary depth have not proven to be the case. I would obviously far prefer to have Marlon Humphrey on the field. Of course, the Texans are depleted at wide receiver with no Tank Dell already, no Noah Brown. They still obviously have Nico Collins, who's been outstanding, and Robert Woods, but like they're not quite as deep as they were at wide receiver earlier on in the year. I-, I hope that Marlon Humphrey gets back out on the practice field. It would be a bummer if they didn't have him. The encouraging news yesterday was that Mark Andrews stacked what was apparently a pretty significant practice. As John Harbaugh described afterwards, he was listed as a limited participant. I, by the way, didn't realize that you listed players on the injury report that weren't even on the roster. I don't know when that started. But Mark Andrews was listed as a limited participant in practice. The Ravens did not officially make any roster moves. It seems like they're just sort of keeping those spots open to see how the week goes with some of these players that are coming back from injuries. But those were the two big storylines from yesterday that Marlon Humphrey did not practice. Mark Andrews did and apparently stacked a pretty good day, which makes people believe that there's a chance that Mark Andrews could be on the field on Saturday, or if not, 
extraordinarily encouraged that if the Ravens advance, that he might be available for the AFC Championship game. All right, uh, this man was back in Baltimore a few weeks ago and officially, formally retired as a Baltimore Raven. Always enjoy my conversations with former Ravens linebacker Josh Bynes, who's with us this morning here on GCR. Josh, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always good to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, dude. First of all, how's, like, retirement? What does what what retirement look like in the life of Josh Bynes? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> I'm still working out, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, nothing much, man. been hanging with the family and um... – Definitely preoccupied with the boys and the sports and and just their day to day life. And, and so it's been it's been good so far. But of course, you know, gotta still miss football just a little bit. But it's good to watch it on the weekends and stuff. And of course, watch Ravens play every time like a chance. So how are you like as you're watching? Because I saw you also tweeted. I think a lot of people know you spent time in Detroit as well. And I saw you were tweeting about the Lions. Yeah. When you watch these games and these guys that you know. Are you like are, are you a maniac like the rest of us? Are you screaming like, dude, come on, bro? Like, are you that guy, or are you able to just sort of watch peacefully? Like, I don't really care. This is just fun for me now. Now, for me, it feels like I play the game. So even when I'm watching TV, like me and my wife can't be in the same room because I'm I'm a, I'm super analytical. <laughs> so I'm already like, oh, somebody messed up, or it's this coverage and stuff like that. So I still have that tendency. Uh, to do stuff like that, I'm watching. So I have, you know, I re- I rewind and stop and pause, and I, you know, I do all that. So I, t- I, I try to dial that back, but uh, you can't, you can't help. I've done that too long now. How's your blood pressure when you're watching football? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty fine. Uh, it's, it's just different. Like I said, I still look at the game like relatively the similar way. So I'm just very just intrigued on how God's playing and what. It, who made a mistake and how can they do better? Are they going to come back to this play and stuff like that? So that's the part I can't really shut down. I understand that. I completely. The good news <laughs> is that as you've been watching the Ravens, like there really hasn't been anything to get you all too worked up this season, right? Like It's <laughs> yeah, been pretty it's, pleasant. It's been fun watching them play. It's been fun watching them play. And, of course, beat up on some of my old teams I played for. So, you know, yeah, I play in Detroit. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, just been, it's, been, it's been good to see uh, them beat up on a lot of teams this year. But, obviously – you know, it's a tough component this weekend coming up against the Texans, and uh, they're on a the roll. So I, w- I want to come back to the Ravens if I could in a second, but because you brought up yeah. Detroit, I think a lot of people saw that scene in Detroit this weekend and, like, grown men literally crying after that football game. Can, can yeah. you maybe describe from the time that you spent there what you sense this means to everybody involved with the Detroit Lions like, and everything that they have been through and all of the heartbreak and all of the futility – to even just win a playoff game for the first time in 30 years, do you have a sense for really what that means to that franchise, that community? Oh, oh yes, of course. And I had a great time with uh, my three years there in Detroit with uh, Jim Caldwell, the head coach, and uh, a lot of the guys I know was at the game um, because they're just, just a really great group of guys my three years there. And uh, that city is a straight, blue-collar, hard-working like, uh, I, I literally, have, even when I was there, I haven't met one person that did just one thing. They always did a multitude of things, and um, they just made that city just so great. And to see it bloom from where it was when I first got there in 14 to having a, a bunch of great restaurants, a, a night scenes, and things like that that was not there uh, at all early on when I was there. It started to trickle as towards my at 15 and 16, but for sure, it's not an impulse of great 
uh, things started to come into the city. And then I went back maybe, um, obviously back in 21 and when we played there in Detroit and, um, I just, it was just see the city is as great as it is now. It's just a great, it's just, it's just crazy. So we're going back to the fact that the fans and how deep they are, even when games we wasn't winning, the year we started off one and seven, we still had a sold out stadium practically mm. uh, because they love the Lions. So it's just a really hard nosed city uh, that loves the sports and to see the season. You know, then let's get this playoff win and obviously win the AFC, uh, NFC North. It's huge. We was one game away from winning the NFC North when I was there in uh, fourteen. We went eleven and five, but we lost. I think the, the Packers, if I'm mistaken, they went twelve and four. So. But yeah, that city loves his football, that's for sure. I feel like for the rest of us, it's that thing that we can like embrace a little bit from afar and think it's cool right up until the Ravens have to face the Lions in the Super Bowl, in which case, no, we hate you and we hope that you never win another game. That's the way that, <laughs> that's the way that it goes. Josh Bynes, yeah, uh, he's with us here on GCR. Josh, obviously, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you is because you were part of the 2019 team. And mm-hmm. we all know how it went. Like, Unfortunately, we all know what happened. And I wonder if yeah. there's anything, as you look back on that season, that you say, here's what went wrong. Like, here's for, because you guys were steamrolling everyone. Like, it was nothing we had ever seen before. You guys were mowing everyone down and were unstoppable. Is there anything in hindsight that you look back on and say, man, I wish we would have done this differently, or I wish we would have had this conversation in the week leading up to the Titans game, or anything at all? Or was it really just. One game, this is how football goes. Sometimes things go the wrong way. You know, I, I don't want to take away anything from the Titans that year because obviously they did their social. They came in, they executed well. They, uh, you know, offensively, but aside from that, they held our uh, offense out of the end zone defensively. So they did what they were supposed to do. So I don't want to take anything away from them. But obviously, we ourselves, I think that year should have been, you know, so much better in that game. Uh, we, had, we had a multitude of mistakes on both sides of the ball, everything. It was just, they outplayed us, simply put. And I think that's just, you know, obviously from, you know, Ravens' point of view of it, uh, because, I mean, I know we're, we was a way better team that year than uh, than obviously everybody that year. But obviously this team this year is, is, is obviously outstanding, done magnificent. They've done really well in the, in the regular season. So now it's like, okay, let's let's see what it's like in, in the postseason and because you only have you don't have that many you know you only can make you can't make a bunch of mistakes in these kind of games and these mistakes that we made in nineteen in those games led to led us to you know being at the playoffs early so uh, these are just no matter who's at quarterback running back receiver other side of the ball uh, we just got to bring that A game um, this coming weekend. Do you do you feel like for the guys that were a part of that in twenty nineteen and obviously Lamar you know the list kind of starts there John Harbaugh right that it, it will mm-hmm. probably benefit them going into this weekend that they did go through that before. Like, it, it's it's going to be difficult f- for them to not be sort of hyper-focused because they still have that taste in their mouth of the last time they were the number one seed. Yeah, but I think, I think this team has definitely put that behind. I mean, it's going on, you know, it's, what, four years since then um, after that season. So it's like now it's just, but they put that behind. That's for sure. It's just now it's like I think, I'm pretty sure Harbaugh had the team ready and prepared last week. Obviously, having a week off working on things that, you know, that they need to get better at on, on both sides of all, all three phases of the game. Um, just knowing how he, you know, anticipates the game and stuff like that. And then um, I just think that 
that everybody's on the same page of making sure they're taking this one day at a time and just making sure that they handle the, the, the minute details because it's going to be those little things in the game that might turn to something bigger later on in the game that's like, oh, you know what I mean? And that's just, that's just how the game goes sometimes. If you don't nip that in the bud, you know, early on, then it's going to be a problem later in the game. So it's a, it's a, it's a game of adjustments. And the team that makes the best adjustments, you know, obviously you're going to win the game and obviously be room for the Ravens because <laughs> – it's always about a race. Of, of course, of course it is. It, it, Josh, and I ask this on a, like a human level, is it difficult for players? You know, I, I think as, as football fans, analysts, it's easy to say something like, I think you see this week the Ravens are what, like 10-point favorites basically uh, against the Texans. Is it difficult? Is there a human level where football players say, we got this, like they're, 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 the Titan, the Texans, these teams aren't coming in here and beating us. Is Is there an amount of that? Or are you guys? We everybody says like, "Hey, no, it's the the opponents are nameless and faceless, right? Like we're not even thinking about that." How, is that real, or is there an element as you get ready for a game like, "Dude, come on, they're not coming in here and beating us on Saturday." What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a you know I don't want I don't want to say it like that, <laughs> but. It's like, but it's just because the only reason why I said that, just like I tell my boys, is that it's all about any given Sunday. No matter of course. What, who you play, no matter the record, any team can come win and uh, and beat us and things like that. And obviously, we saw the the Ravens saw that in four games they lost the season games for sure. Looking back at it, like we shouldn't even lost those games, and those are those type of games. So that that's the reason why you don't really take anybody for granted. You take them, you take every single week as if they're the best team in the, in the league. It's like Ravens playing against the 49ers, I guess, on the other side every single week. You take every opponent like that. Because that way, if it hypothetically turns into those blowout games, it's like, well, dang. Like, you know, the year 19, we, just like this year, they were blowing out opponents. And even in 19, we blew out opponents. It was just like, we went into the games. Like, we treated every single team like they're the best of the best. And that's how you got to go about each and every week because you go about it uh, throughout your preparation. Like, that team is not what, you know, you go about them like they're less than. Then all of a sudden you get surprised on Sunday or Saturday or Monday. That's the worst feeling in the world. And I don't want to ever be surprised. You know, I don't feel like a team is like, oh, well, I didn't expect it. Nah, I want to go into each and every game expecting their yeah. best because I've been on the other side of it and I've been on teams who play against the Ravens and I know what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yep. And they were saying, they're saying, like, we could beat the Ravens or we could go to the Super Bowl type yeah, stuff. Because I've heard that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just how the mentality is when they play against the Ravens. They're like, oh, wow, that's. Because you know for a fact you're going to get the best in the Ravens each and every single time you step on the field. So you expect them to give their best. No matter if they're 1-11 and 11 or 11-1, and 1, you just want them to, you know for a fact, you're going to get the best in each and every team. Josh, do you sense, there's, there's, I think there's a, a thought around here that for as good as that 2019 team was, and I don't want this to sound like I'm taking anything away from that team, because as we talked about, you guys mm-hmm. were steamrolling everyone. But I feel mm-hmm. like there's a sense that, like, Lamar might be even better now in 2023, right? Like an even more yeah. complete player than he was then. And, the, you know, yeah. the, the wide receiver room appears to be even deeper than it was in 2023. Yeah. Do, do you get the sense that, like, this Ravens team, if, you know, for example, there was a slow start on Saturday, is more prepared for that and is more prepared to find even different ways to win than even your guys' 2019 team might have been? I just think it's, I think it's the team in general. I think it's the whole entire team, not just Lamar. Obviously, Lamar is playing magnificent, but I don't want to put it all on just Lamar. Sure. I just want to give credit to every single level of the team. I mean, even you got to think about each and every 
phase of the game, how those teams, like, okay, uh, just like offense, obviously they score on points and doing their thing, but defense, how they play really well, just the Dolphins, the 49ers, and such and such other teams that save those games as well. Just like when we played the Rams this year, and special teams had to come up. Right. Wallace making a return for a touchdown. Yep. You know, special teams has played this way on numerous phases of the game this year. And I think that just shows that how each every phase is such an important aspect of the game and how it was even important the year we won a Super Bowl where we was, what, number top number one team in kick returns. Yep. I think Paul returned with Jacoby and yep. obviously returned one in the Super Bowl. And, you know, and it just, you know, just you just never know what phase of the game is going to be that reason win it and uh and i think just what the raiders uh just what they do on a regular basis making sure that each and every phase is ready and giving their best and lamar obviously is playing magnificent football i just don't want to give just the credit no to I lamar and obviously I... going it yeah you know because lamar gets all the credit because you know he's i mean he is lamar i mean he's just he's probably more likely gonna win the mvp again right. because he's magnificent he, he's one of a kind player and i loved him as a teammate and trust me i played on the side obviously with cincinnati and I was like, this dude is it's just crazy how talented um, of a player he is, and he's you know a, a astronomical. Like he's like it's just hard to defend him um, on the other side of the ball. But I just wanted to give a shout out to the other faces of the game as well. No, I appreciate that. I, I and I, it's <laughs> it's crazy though. Like what we're saying is like Lamar Jackson was a unanimous MVP in 2019, and I think he might be better. Which he is... might be. It's not possible. He might be unanimous again. Possibly. We, we, uh, <laughs> it's nuts, he's man. Just, yeah, he's playing a game like he's experienced, and um, and I think it's a good. It's, I think the way he's playing the game this year is just uh, just so great. He's not you know forcing it. He's just making letting things happen. It's coming to him and taking it one play at a time. Um, and obviously letting other phase of the game like defense step up and do their thing. The special teams step up, make them plays and do their thing as well. And it's turning into an overall team game, and that's what's going to you know propel you deep into the playoffs. It's not just you can't just. You know, it, you know, we love offense to score 50 points in the game, but obviously we know defense got to show up. And when defense doesn't show up, offense shows up. And then obviously the Rams game is a good example of when they're both kind of like showing up and they're not showing up. And it's like, all right, well, let's just take some over. Let's save the day. And obviously that happened too. So it's just, you know, I can't wait to see, obviously, the game this weekend. It's going to be, you know, it's just going to be amazing to watch. Now, Josh, before I let you go, if I could, you, you referenced the Super Bowl season. I, this is going to sound like yeah. a silly question. In looking back, is there a special sauce to to a team becoming capable of winning a Super Bowl, or is it really just you go win the games, right? Like it's the same group of guys, it's the same mentality. You just go win the games, and that's the difference. Is there some thing about a team coming together? A, you know, the scene in the movie where everybody bonds or something like that, right? Like, is there any special sauce to it, or is it really just as simple as? You go win the games that you play in the postseason, then you get to go be a Super Bowl champion afterwards. Man, it's it's it's, it's unexplainable. You know what I mean? Like, like I also won a national championship in yep. college. Yep. And um and when I won that, uh, I predicted that in the spring when we had everybody, and I just saw how the guys how we worked together, and it just you know, and obviously you turned out, and Cam was obviously magnificent. Cam, you know, one of the best right. quarterbacks for sure. Right. You know what I mean? And then. Of course, and obviously in 2012, I mean, that team, we went through, what, 9-2 to start and finished 10-6, something like that. Um, and, you know, we went through a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries, because that's part of the game. But you had guys with depth to be able to step up. It's just as like that 2019 team and just like the team this year had guys with, you know, in the depth that's been able to come up and make plays and show that they could play the game, obviously, even when other players go down. And that makes up the roster. It makes up everybody else. So you know you can, you can count on guys to step up 
when you need to, and, and, and it's most important. I think that's going to be huge even in the playoffs and now and finally get some guys healthy and get them coming back. That's obviously going to be huge. And by also having guys who, you know, able to the depth to step up and play a game. And, you know, each and every game you're going to get your be- get, the, get the best out of everybody. But it's a team who fights through adversity the most uh, because adversity is going to strike. You, don't, you know it's going to happen. You don't know when. But when it does happen, how do you respond? And uh, that's, that's the team that's going to obviously, you know, come up uh, with a victory in the game. It's a really interesting way of looking at it, man. Josh Bynes, is there anything we can plug for you, no. sir? <laughs> no, that's it. No, I just wanted to, you know, talk about the Ravens and looking forward to upcoming game. <laughs> We'd love to do more. We'd love to, to maybe work something out moving forward if you'd be willing to talk some more football. We'll be in touch about that. At Bynes Time 56 is how people can give you, uh, Josh a follow on Twitter. Really appreciate you, man. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Let's, uh, let's do this again, all right? Of course. Sounds good. Thanks, brother. Josh Bynes. It's an interesting thought, right? The way that he ended up saying it. I, I was asking, like, if there's something more spiritual. Like, there's something that brings a team together in a way that that's what allows you to win a championship. And and the point that he made was, like, the special sauce might just be depth. That's the special sauce that allows you to win a championship. And if that's the case, you probably feel pretty good about this team having the special sauce, right? What happened when their running backs went down? The next group of guys got the job done. What happened when Mark Andrews went down? Well, Isaiah likely proved to be an effing superstar in this league. What happened when they dealt with injuries in the secondary? Ronald Darby, Arthur Millette, Brandon Stevens, Geno Stone showed that they were quite capable. Ironically, they're deep at wide receiver, and they haven't even really needed to be deep because it's not they haven't dealt with injuries significantly at the position. They've just proved to have depth and more guys that could go catch the football when you wanted to put four wide receivers on the field. If the spe- offensive line, Ben Cleveland stepping up, at the end of the season. Pat McCary, time and time again. If the special sauce for winning a championship is depth, then you feel pretty good about these Ravens having that special sauce. Which doesn't mean that you want to test it any further. I prefer there not be any more significant injuries or to not have to find out about depth. Although for what it's worth, what we saw of like Trenton Simpson in the final week of the season would suggest maybe there's another place where you have a fair amount of depth. It's something that I hadn't like considered. And it's interesting because I don't, I don't even know if, if Josh understood where I was trying to go with that, but the argument that he made I think is a fascinating one. What's the special sauce for winning a championship? The, the 2012 team, like Terrell Suggs goes down and Paul Kruger's ready to go. Paul Kruger says, I got you. Lardarius Webb gets hurt. And Kerry Williams steps in and plays an extraordinarily high level of football. 
Jameel McLean gets hurt that year. Josh Bynes steps up, answers the bell. Brendan Iamadejo comes in and plays some more inside linebacker. Along with Danelle Ellerby, who was playing at a pretty high level at that point. Depth is the actual special sauce. It's an interesting, it's a really kind of fascinating way to look at it. It's not a emotional scene where Denzel Washington takes the team to, to go see a, a graveyard or something like that. That's not the special sauce that makes a champion. What makes a champion is depth. Appreciate that perspective. I, I, that was that was uh, that was actually really quite interesting. I really uh, really appreciate that. Hey, uh, Goose Flights is available now, and not just available at Guilford Hall Brewery, also available at the Seven Glory Days Grill locations throughout the region, and available at the Costas Inn. We love that. Love Pete and Nick and the crew over at the Costas Inn. Really glad, and uh, they've been uh, friends with the Syragooses for a long time, so it's really special that we were able to get the Costas Inn involved as well. So a lot of places now around town where you can go get the delicious Goose Flights lager, again, brewed by uh, Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. It's delicious. It's tasty. The can's awesome. If you're a collector, you're going to want to have it. And then on top of all of that, 198 from every can sold goes to Goose Flights, the charity, which is helping those in need with medical transport and honors the great Tony Siragusa. Everything about this is awesome. Limited run this first time through. We've only run 5,000 cans. So get yours now. I'm not telling you there'll never be another run. I'm not saying, I I just don't, right now, here's what we know. What we know is there's 5,000 cans. And there's not 5,000 anymore because a lot of them were consumed the other night at Guilford Hall Brewery. Some of them were shipped off to other places. There's not 5,000 cans today. I don't know what the number is today. But 5,000 cans is not a ton. There might be more. I can't, I, I, this is not me trying to hide something or trying to, like, I'm not trying to fake, oh, you better rush out and get it. And, like, while well, I know that we're going to do another run after these 5,000, I don't know. Everything is to be determined. We have never done this before. This is uncharted waters for your friends here at Pressbox. Might we do more? Maybe. Even Sammy Saragusa the other day said, all right, so what's the plan after the 5,000? We had to say, we're going to have to talk then. <laughs> like, that's the reality, is let's have a conversation. Let's get through the 5,000, and then let's talk about it. Because we love this, and we'd like to make it a, you know, a permanent thing. We'd love for that to be the case. If people enjoy the beer that much and love supporting the, the charity and you know, sharing the legacy of Tony Saragusa, if that's the case... Maybe it's in perpetuity. Maybe it is eternal. But we just don't know. And there are real costs involved, and there are real... Right now, it's very much a labor of love. It's a, we had a cool idea, we wanted to see it come through, let's make it happen. That's what it is today. In the future, 
Who knows? But today, it's largely a labor of love to try to lift up Tony's family and share the legacy of Tony Siragusa. Guilford Hall Brewery, seven Glory Days Grill locations around the area, and Costas Inn, where you can find Goose Flights, which is available in cans. That's the other thing. No taps. If that's something that like you would like to see happen, I, again, there's costs involved with that. There's, I'm just being as honest as I can about these things, man. We would love that. We think it would be awesome if you could just go right up to the bar and there could be a tap of goose lights. We think that would be great. But it's not that easy. This is not my world. I don't know what my world is. Last night it was talking about peeing on hands on the radio. I don't know what happened. Everything got a little out of control last night. That was where it went. That's my world. My world is not figuring out how to get beer into taps. Is this, this is the Paul Valley thing? No, he didn't start it. Oh, he didn't it was, start it. Okay. I was talking about my uh, Charlie horse Ah, that I was still dealing with at 7 o'clock last night, and ah. I had multiple listeners call in and say, when you're dealing with that, you no. take a spoon. No, you take a spoon okay. of mustard. And somehow that spoonful of mustard is going to make your, your, your cramp pain go away. So is it like the mustard tastes so bad? I don't know. I have like no that idea. And that's what I said. Away. I'm like, I don't believe this is real. But I had multiple listeners call and talk about it. Well, then you had so to have I don't, it. I don't believe this is real. Actually, I didn't. I forgot to when I got home. Um, I, and I'm, I'm okay today. Okay, good. Like I'm okay. I'm not hobbling. I was hobbling yesterday. So I said, I'm pretty sure this is a placebo thing. Like, you've all convinced yourselves. This is Moise Alou peeing on his hands. Moise Alou convinced himself that peeing on his... Apparently, Jorge Posada did it, too, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> that peeing on their hands, it got rid of their calluses. What? They're convinced of that. I refuse to believe it. I don't think it's actually true. And I'm certainly not going to go test the theory. Do they really need to get rid of their calluses that bad? Well, Moise Alou famously didn't wear batting gloves. I guess Jorge yeah. Posada probably didn't wear right, batting yeah, gloves, did. gloves either. either. I don't remember, but I guess that was um, the case. Um, I have no idea. I mean, I guess. but like, I have no idea. Your... But I was talking, like, I, I was tweeting, uh, texting with my buddy Eric Arditi, and I, I'm convinced that... One time they were peeing, they accidentally got a little pee on their hands, and then they had a four for four game, and they convinced themselves everything's better because I peed on my hands. And so now that's what they're going to do moving forward. So because like, baseball players are crazy like that. They are. So did they? Do you think they washed their hands out, or they were like, no, eh. no? How would it? It's gross. Yeah, it's very gross. It's terrible. That's. I was trying to do a. I was trying to have a conversation last night about the fact that I'm not feeling juice about this game this week. I am not, and I really am not. I'm not feeling. Ticket prices are crashing. Nobody really hates the Texans. It's hard to, to get worked up about that. Like, they're, they're sort of like the, a nice story that we're all like, eh, good for them. CJ Stroud, nice kid. That's exactly the way that we feel. We are not feeling like, hey, screw it. We don't have any fervor about this game. And there's a, an amount of hubris. Like, the Ravens are going to beat the Texans. So now people are trying to pocket some money to go spend on AFC Championship tickets or the Super Bowl or something like that. So people are selling their tickets for this week because they're trying to get some money back in order to put towards something else. I'm just not feeling juice for this game. And I was having a conversation about it. It was going well, but at the same time, I was getting overwhelmed with calls about mustard <laughs> peeing on hands. And then randomly, somebody called in and let me said, the Ravens stink on playoff games on Saturdays. I said, is that true? And I started going over their history. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, they kind of do. They're 3-7 and seven all time 
on uh, Saturday playoff games. Three and seven. The three are the Mile High Miracle, the uh, the win over the Titans in Nashville in the 2008 mm. season, and then in 2014 the f- the wild card win against the Steelers was on a Saturday as well. So it's gonna be a close game. Three and seven. If they win. Why? Why? Because they were all the, yeah, close. They were close. Yeah, I guess they won a late field goal in Tennessee. Same in same in Denver. And then Pittsburgh. And then, well, was that like a touchdown Denver score? was double overtime. Or yeah, um, yeah. Pittsburgh, was Pittsburgh, that like a touchdown game? It was a one-score game for sure. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but I do believe it was. Well, maybe it wasn't a one-score game. I just remember that Joe Flacco played really well in that game. Terrell Suggs was a monster. And it was the finally they won a playoff game over the Steelers. That was the big thing is that they hadn't won a playoff game over the Steelers at that point. They were finally getting that monkey off their backs. <sighs> I don't think it's a thing, though. Three and seven is not 0 and 10. You know what I mean? Like, if it's 0 and 10, then you're like. <sighs> this was the 2015 game? Uh, January of 2015. Yeah, yeah the 2014 uh, season. It was 30 to 17, right? It was a two score game. All right. Yeah. Two score game. Easy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they played really well. I do remember that. Joe Flacco was great. It was the January Joe thing all over again. Crockett Gilmore scored a touchdown. And then they turned around and lost the following Saturday to the Patriots. So that was another Saturday loss in the playoffs. As was the Bills' loss a couple years ago, as was the um, debacle against the Titans at the end yeah. of the 2019 season. So recent, recency bias definitely leans towards... Uh, did they win? Was And then, no, the Titans game that they won the following yeah. year was on a Sunday. It was definitely on a Sunday. So anyway, that w- everything was all over the place last night. It was a wild. I got I got called in late. The pinch hit last night on the fan, and it, it was all over the place. Like, like this is the show we're doing. All right, when we come back in, um, Seth Walter from ESPN is going to join us, uh, and we're going to talk about how he sees. He's of course their sort of analytics guru. How he sees this game between the Ravens and the Texans. What would be the path to this going the wrong way? We'll talk about that next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure. Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Wednesday edition of the program. Stan the Fan Charles is back in action. He, Ross, and Luke got together on Monday, talked about international signings for the Orioles, some other baseball-related topics. You can find that facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Stan, Ross, and Luke talking baseball every Monday all season long, all year long, not just the season, all year long. Um, this from John and Little Rock. Uh, the topic that I just brought up, ticket prices are crashing. Said, fan needs to show up and give everything they have to make a difference. You can't bank on anything but the game in front of you. And and I hear you, John. I do. And I and I I I think it would be a mistake to say there's no way the Ravens lose this game. But I also I get it at the same time. Mrs. Clark wants to go to the AFC Championship game next week. We worked on that. I got her tickets for the AFC Championship game. Obviously, there's never been an AFC Championship game in Baltimore. So then she said, well, i kind of like to go to the other playoff game, too. I said, well, that's not possible. We're not. We spent the money that we're going to be spending. There will not be another. There's, we're not going back to the well and saying, well, we can also do this. I, I understand that there's a limit. So I don't blame anyone who says, I really want to be there for the thing that I've never experienced before. I can't blame them for that. I, I don't think it's a, a testament to your fandom. I had an argument from a caller last night that said, this is actually a good thing, that ticket prices are crashing. I said, talk me through that. He said... Because now, later in the week, the real fans can afford the tickets. Now, on Thursday and Friday, someone who's more inclined to show up, scream, get loud, that's not just there for the event of it, that wants to really be a fan, 
will have an affordable ticket price that they can pay in order to go to the game. I said, it's an interesting argument, right? Like, it's an interesting thought process. The people that know that they're not going to be able to afford AFC Championship game tickets are the people that definitely can't afford a trip to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. That this, here's your chance. Your chance to go be a part of playoff football is this week. It's an interesting argument. And I hope that people will. Like, I don't expect there to be swaths of empty seats on Saturday. I think there's enough demand in town that people will gobble up these tickets that are suddenly becoming rapidly available. But I can't, I'm not, I just can't shame someone for saying, look, I would really, I'd love to go to both. But it's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money to go to this game next week. And in order for me to be able to afford that, I, I want to try to move my tickets this week if that's the case. Could you end up being burned? To your point, nothing's guaranteed. There's absolutely a chance there's no game next week. You might end up regretting it. You might end up, although I guess if the team loses on Saturday, you're probably not going to regret the fact that you weren't there. I would say... I'm okay with the fact that I didn't spend a ton of money to go watch the team lose. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I just don't, I don't know that there's a moral high ground here in terms of how you handle your tickets for this week's game. I, I, I also am not all that worried about there being like an overwhelming number of Texans fans. I think it might be different if it was a Steelers game where you're like, dude, you know, you're selling your tickets. That could be a bunch of Steelers fans that come into town. Don't do that. I'm not, as worried about like some massive number of like, all of a sudden there's 20,000 Texans fans at the game. And I'm not saying that they don't no Texans fans travel or no te- I'm, I'm not trying to create some but they're not the same as Bills fans or Steelers fans. Like that to me is a as I said earlier in the week it's a far bigger conversation if the Ravens play the Bills next week in the AFC Championship game and you're selling your tickets there's a damn real chance that you're selling them to Bills fans because they they travel. They show up everywhere. If you're thinking about selling your tickets, just donate them to to me. I thought you had to work on Saturday. Um. Well, you know, I think I I, I would make it there. I might miss like the first play. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'd be I racing. Was, I would sprint. You'd yeah. be racing over to try yes. to be there for as much as the game as possible. I, it would be. I would I see ninety nine. I think that would be a game. bit purpose defeating for the people that are trying to pocket money in order to spend on other tickets. I think they would say if I'm if I'm not going to get money, I'll just go to the game. It'd probably be the way that it no, would go. No, but I, the, you know, what what your what your caller said, you know, someone's right. gonna scream their face off. Right, you're the real fan that he's talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But you have to work on Saturday. Exactly. What I if the biggest play of the game is the first play of the game, and you weren't there to scream your face off for it? Uh, then I will you're be bad, screaming. You're extra, a bad choice. Extra, you're a bad extra choice. loud for the rest of the Unfortunately, you're gonna have to do better than that. Plays. You have to find somebody else that's not working on Saturday that you can donate the tickets to. Uh, the line continues to hold at nine at the moment. Nine points the Ravens are favored by. Right now going into Sunday, I was trying to look at some of the uh, the uh, the first half. First half line is Ravens minus six. The first quarter, Ravens minus three. All available at Superbook. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook. Do that today, Glenn Clark 23, and you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, superbook.com, or download the Superbook app. 
Ravens-Texans on Saturday over at uh, ESPN.com. Our next guest and Stephen Holder kind of did a breakdown of all of the games this weekend and why why it could go right, why it could go wrong for the Baltimore Ravens. Joining us now here on GCR, he is ESPN analytics guru, Mr. Seth Walter, and he's with us on the program. Seth, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Sure, happy to be on. Happy to talk to you. Um, it's funny because as I was reading your piece, the why the Ravens will win, it, it sort of felt like you were just sort of saying, because they're really good. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's sort of where we are. And and, and I, I say that to say, Seth, like – I. I, I think it's it's call it hubris, call it whatever you want. I think that everybody in this town knows the Texans are legit and thinks that their story is incredible. I, I just think there's a feeling right now that if the Ravens play the way that we have sh- seen them to be capable of playing, it's going to be extraordinarily difficult for anyone to beat them the rest of the way. I, I love your analysis because it's just really spot on what, a, what I was thinking. You know, it's funny, like Steve and I write that story as the games are going on. So as the, as the games are resolving, we're writing about the next week's matchup, we're doing it fast. But obviously, for Baltimore and San Francisco, they, they haven't played, there's nothing to update, and all we, all we see, all we've seen from the Ravens is exactly what you said. Yeah. This is a really good football team. Yeah. And so, like, what, cha- what, what should I possibly, you know, what should possibly change? I, I think you're right. Like, to me, it's, it's just that they're a complete team. They have different ways to beat you. And like you said, Houston, they are a threat. They could, they, certainly they could win, but a lot is going to have to go wrong for Baltimore. They're going to have to fail in sort of multiple ways that we wouldn't expect, I think, for, for it to all fall apart. So I, I asked this not trying to like start a fight within the analytics community, but um, our friend uh, Aaron Schatz and has the – he says, uh, you know, according to the, the numbers, they're the third greatest team in football history, right? And I, I read that, and I'm like, I, I believe you because you're a smarter man than I am, but, boy, that seems a little bit over the top. How good really are the Ravens based on the deeper dive into what they've done this season? So Aaron has them as the third, the, as the Ravens' overall team, not the defense, as being right. third best in his yes. Wow, that is stronger than we are. Um, you know, we have them. I mean, we we don't have them as the best team in football right now. We have we have San Francisco as being better than Baltimore, uh, and I think to me that's surprising because Baltimore is. Don't get me wrong, their defense is incredible. Uh, their sixth best EPA per play defense in the last ten years. That's really good. But what we know about teams is that offense is just more predictive than defense and. Uh, Baltimore just doesn't have the Ravens offense for all of the good things about it. It's not on the level of what San Francisco's is. Uh, it's honestly not on the level of some other teams, but they can really make up for it because they have an elite defense and it's still a very good offense. So I think that Baltimore is a good team. I think they're the best team in the AFC. I think that I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them like a, a runaway Super Bowl favorite or anything like that. No, I wouldn't go that far. Just for the record, and I, I say it's Aaron. It's of course DVO, DVOA is his stat. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and then he oh, also. No, no, no. I, I love Aaron. I think it's I think it's great. It's interesting to see all these, you know, see the different metrics and models, and right. see how it all shakes out and compare. I would I would say he also has the 49ers as one of the top ten teams of all time. 
right? <laughs> like, so it's not, okay, yeah. it's not like, I think it was something like the Ravens were third, and I'm trying to pull up the number now, and the 49ers sixth or something like that is the way that they had them ranked. I, I, I bring this all up to say, what, what would it be? What would go wrong? I, I, I don't even like, you know, messing with this. But what would it take to go wrong? Because what you, what you said about, hey, the way that C.J. Stroud's playing, no doubt. But I still think the Ravens would have to conspire for this to happen. What, what reasonably could still go wrong for the Ravens in a playoff matchup? Well, I think the easiest thing to, easiest thing to fail is, is the defense because Stroud is playing so well. And, you know, what, what better example do we have? The only defense in the league that is comparable – and, and probably better, maybe arguably better than what Baltimore was this year was Cleveland. And they didn't look anything like that team last week. And I think that shows to me, that's less about, Oh, well, I, I to me, what that shows is just like the fallibility of defense in the modern NFL, where you can be a really good defense, but it doesn't guarantee you success every single week, the way that having a better offense. Does. So I think that is the point is, okay. is the first Heart, but I would say that you're going to probably need something else to go wrong on the other side of the ball. So I think whether that's just uh, the receivers don't step up quite the way they have, or maybe Lamar makes a mistake and, you know, it could be turnover luck, all the, all the sort of normal things that can go wrong. I do think you probably need, need the defense to fail and, something like that on the offense to go wrong for Baltimore. Seth Walter from ESPN is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Seth, um, I I present this to you. I had a a little bit of back and forth with my friend uh, uh, Jason Cole, the longtime NFL writer the other day, who said, hey, a lot is made of the comparison between this year's team and 2019. And, of course, the Ravens then, you know, kind of got punched in the mouth by the Titans, fell behind, and they were not built to be able to rally from that. And I – the belief that I have is that this team, the way Lamar Jackson is playing, and you know, novel concept, actually having competent to quality wide receivers on the field, what a what an idea! Um, I don't have the same fear about this team, even if they got off to a slow start. And he brought up right, but they still haven't dug out of a you know a multi-score deficit at any point this season. And and it's a reasonable, it's a that that's a factually true argument. But do we know enough about the Ravens offensively? And when they've had, you know, they, they got, they fell behind against Miami. They fell behind against the Rams. Do we know enough to know, even though they've never had to come back from down multiple scores, that they're capable of doing it in a way that maybe they weren't in 2019? I think I'm with you on this one because, like, yeah, okay, they haven't had, they haven't had to come back from a huge deficit. Well, firstly, that speaks to the quality of the team. No doubt. Secondly, Secondly, I'm with you. I think that the the difference in what they have receiving-wise this year really is huge, and I think especially someone like Zay Flowers, and honestly, either either tight end, both have been effective, uh, you know, at times. Uh, and I think that makes a big difference. I think that Lamar Jackson is playing plenty well enough to throw their way back into a game, and so I I, I don't. It's not like, you know, I think sometimes people say, I need to see it to believe it. I don't know. Our assumption should be that this good offense is probably just going to stay good. I, I, that's the sense that I have, Seth. And again, you know, I, I can't predict the future. I would be in a much different place if I were. 
Um, but I, it just it seems like they're capable of doing it the way they couldn't before. And I think the other part of it too is that they're not reliant. The run game is good. Like that's the on top of everything else, they have a really good right. run game. But they're not reliant upon it. Like it, it felt four years ago like they had to play bully ball. If they couldn't do, there there was no other path. They can run the ball on top of everything else they do really well. I don't think that it's predicated on a need to be able to establish the run early and prove themselves and play bully ball. I agree with that. I agree with that. So the other side of this to me is, do we know about the Texans traveling, right? Like, I, this is, again, my I, just having – I don't. The Texans played one primetime game all season, right? Like, we didn't get to watch as much of the Texans. We all saw what was happening, but we didn't get to stay and spend as much time watching them. Do we know if what they're doing well, playing at home, playing indoors, like, if the Texans can do the same things in frigid cold temperatures in Baltimore and swirling winds that are expected and awful weather, do we know enough about them yet to know how that might travel this weekend? I suspect that, like, weather – okay, let me say one, one thing, which is, like, Houston's not great at running the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, to your point, maybe, maybe that is a problem for them in this situation. Now, it's not like uh, – that being said, I don't think that Stroud's the type of quarterback where we're looking at him and saying, like, ooh, is his arm going to hold up in this weather? Like, I don't, I don't think that – you have that necessarily same concern that maybe like what we saw with Tua, Tua yeah. in Kansas City last week. To me, I think I think the environment is probably not going to matter that much outside of to be fair. Yeah, they can't they can't run the ball nearly as well. Um, but I still think that Houston has a lot of good pieces, and those pieces will probably stay good. I'm talking about on offense. You got Stroud and Nico Collins, and a, and a pretty solid. Um, offensive line and then defensively i mean i think their pass rush yeah you know you said what 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 is it that could go wrong for baltimore i think houston's pass rush which with grenard and anderson really comes on and then they have like guys like barnett who have been solid and was solid last week coming in as a rotating through like that to me is a is a potential spot that could really work for houston I admit I had not I was completely unaware of how well Greenard was playing until we watched that game last week. Like I was blissfully unaware. Um and he's a force, man. Like he is Oh, a- he's been a metric darling all year. Oh, our numbers have loved loved him all year. Um you, you bring up the fact that right now that I, I assume that you would say that if let's just advance this forward and if it ends up being Ravens forty ers despite what we saw on Christmas night you think that the 49ers would probably be favored in a Super Bowl rematch? I think they would be very narrowly favored. Yeah. Yes. But like maybe one point. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the nature of the belief is that, hey, it's one game and things happen in one game and – you know, everybody brings up the, the deflected interceptions that played a role in that game and that you can't – it didn't prove that the Ravens were just that much better than the 49ers necessarily. I, uh, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, we just – how many times have we all watched football, watched, you know, how many upsets have we seen throughout this entire season? How many times have we seen one team win, a, win one game and then they lose to the same team four weeks later? We all know that happens. Now, like, it's still a – it's still like if you're if you're comparing the teams, 
Is it a data point in Baltimore's favor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it counts for something. Um, but yeah, that's why I think it'd be close. I mean, yeah, point, half point, something, something like that. Yeah, probably San Francisco by one. That's my guess. If, if the Ravens win on Saturday, who should Ravens fans be rooting for the next day? Who's the better matchup in an AFC championship game? I would, I would, if I were Baltimore, I would rather face the Chiefs. I okay. think Buffalo, I'm going to caveat this though. I think Buffalo is, is the better team, but man, either one is scary. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I will say, I will say this one part, which is Buffalo is so banged up in their secondary. If those guys are like still out, well, I think they're going to have a hard time beating the chiefs if they're, if they're down like all of their top corners, but that, that I do think changes something, um, for Buffalo, but still, I mean, to me, I I have to just trust what we've seen all year, which is just that the Chiefs' offense, even though it looks like it's coming out of its shell, even though Rasheed Rice yeah. is emerging as this second option, that this Chiefs' offense just isn't what it is. And to me, the honestly, the threat of Josh Allen's running it has Buffalo's offense on a, on just another level from Kansas City. I, I think I agree with you, but like there is also still that you just never know when Patrick Mahomes like wakes up and is like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to be a magician today and do things that other human beings can't do, and uh, you know that's that's the nature of it. Uh, I, I feel absurd. Like I just recommended you go against the best quarterback right, in the league right, with an elite right, coach, right, and he's right. playing with the best defense he's ever had in his entire life. Right. Like what? How does that make sense? Yeah, it's uh, what a world. I, and the funny thing is, I agree with you. I think the Bills are the more complete team, but Jesus Christ, that is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid sitting on the other side that you're getting instead. At Seth Walter on Twitter is how you follow. Seth, what, can, what all can we plug for you? You know, yesterday I did a, a, a story, a 100-player MVP ballot a story on ESPN.com. Go give it a check. Go give it a look. I love player awards. But I always think, you know, it's, oh, it's just boring at the top. We only pick one guy. It's always going to be a quarterback. Like, let's go really deep and rank all the best players from this season. I spent a lot of time and I talked to folks in the league and uh, went through it. So give it a, give it a read. Let me know who I, uh, which Ravens players Hang you, know, you feel yeah, like I'm, I, I'm, I burned. I, I just pulled it up, and I am a subscriber. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton at 23. I actually can't even be mad about that. Like, I was that was the <laughs> one – that when I found out that you had him at like fifty, I was going to scream about. But Kyle Hamilton at twenty three, behind uh, you know Trent Williams, that's a pretty good list. That's a pretty. You know what? I I wanted to be mad. I wanted to scream. I got nothing, Seth. I like it. I'm happy with that. Well done, sir. Um, Seth Walter, really appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. We'd love to do this again soon. All right. Oh, I think we lost Seth there. I think that's what we might have heard when that popping occurred. That's all right. We were going to let him go anyway. Uh, I don't want to give away his entire list. He, of course, he had, as I mentioned, Jevion Clowney's down at 79. I'm actually even okay with that. Justin Matabike at 56. Roquan at 24, right behind Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton at 23, and of course. Oh, oh, never mind. Should I call him back? Oh, we might have to call him back. I didn't look at the top of the list. Oh. He doesn't have Lamar number one. So I should call him back. Piss. Yeah, Dak Prescott number one. Hmm. Now, that's... Stat, stat pad Dak. 
I don't, I'm not really. I'm, I'm not really. I want to. Don't get me wrong. The F. Damn it. Damn it. That was terrible timing. I really just assumed that Lamar was number one, so I just searched for Kyle Hamilton. Mm. I pulled up the list. Like, well, obviously Lamar is number one, so let me figure out where Kyle Hamilton is. I said, oh, Kyle Hamilton's 23. That's pretty respectful, right? Like, I'm obviously Lamar's number one. Kyle Hamilton's 23. That's a pretty good list. Nope. Incorrect. All right. I'm not, I, I, I don't care enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm still too mad at the guy from earlier this morning to be mad at Seth Walter that much. If Seth Walter cut me off, would have been different. Bad an abandoned Chevy Silverado. Then we'd then we'd be fighting. But he didn't. I, I. Why would you? Why would you do that? Jeez, Lamar's third. Yeah. I guess we're yeah we're giving away the whole thing here. Yeah, I mean, but well, I don't want you to read it now because he's yeah, got yeah. Lamar Jackson third. It's terrible list. It's dreadful. I'm. I am. I am. I am kind of. We're beating up the guy and not allowing him to respond. I should either move on. We either have to do one of two things. We either have to call him back or we have to move on. Guess we have to move on. Okay. So I don't want to spend any more time belaboring this. It's silly. Very silly. Very mad, though, that I didn't recognize that at first. I read some other thing he wrote. I said, ah, it's going to be a great guest. I had no idea. No idea that that was going on. All right. Uh, we continue along here on a Wednesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. So, uh, admittedly, part of the reason why um, we called Jacoby, who's going to join us here in a few minutes, is I saw... I'm kind of stealing it. Maybe I should have done it on our show tomorrow night. Rita... I think I want to say Kevin Ostriker from the Locked on Ravens podcast tweeted out, like, who should the Ravens have as the legend of the game for this Saturday? And a lot of people were saying Joe Flacco. I don't – this came up a few years ago when Joe – where did Joe go first? He went to Denver Denver first, yeah. yeah. And so the following year, I said it would be electric if Joe came in here as the the legend of the game. As as a visitor? Or, or after, you, you know, oh, his after. season was over, right? Okay. Like it would be absolutely electric, right? The place would go nuts Got if it. Joe oh, showed up the as the legend playoffs. for the yeah. Titans game. And everybody was like, "Dude, he can't do that. He's an active player." And I said, well, I, "I don't know. Ke- you know, Kevin Millar was rooting for the the Red Sox in a a video for Fox while he was playing for the Orioles. Scumbag. Um, I, I don't know what the rules are. I have no idea if the NFL has a policy in place that like a team can't honor a player if they're on another route. I have no clue what the rules are. It was kind of made clear to me that it's something they wouldn't do. Whether there's a policy in place or not, they wouldn't do it. Now, like if Joe came out today and announced his retirement from the NFL, then it might be different, right? Like well, the Ravens he could just come back too. What's that? He could just come back too after. What do you mean? Like just sign with another team? No, no, it doesn't work that way. After now, you can't come you out can't. of retirement ever. No, you, you're under contract still. Oh, okay, I see. For the rest of the year. All right, well then he'll just the go team. back with the Browns. Could you imagine that? Like if you could just sign once a team loses in the playoffs, like all the teams that are left can just sign their players. <laughs> could you imagine? Like you're a pending free agent anyway, so. Well, I don't have to sign anything. You're just going to be the. The legend of the game. Yeah, well, no, the that, that's the, if you're if the it's sort of like a gentleman's agreement. 
you don't you don't do that. You don't somebody who's on another team. You don't do that. Browns. It doesn't really. For God's sakes. So what are they gonna do? Good idea. Don't get me wrong. Good idea. And I was the guy that was championing it four years ago. But I am to understand that it's just not something that teams do. They wouldn't do that. They would say, we're going to wait until he's not on a team any longer. Then maybe we could do something. Or, if, for example, Joe had never signed, even if he had never formally retired, but he had never signed with anybody this year. Like the Browns never called and he just right. remained on the – then they might you know, be inclined to do something like this. But the fact that he's on another team, even though he's a free agent at the end of the year, he's still – employed technically by that team teams won't do that if joe wants to show up on his own and root for a team god didn't ryan fitzpatrick do that at one point didn't he like go root for the bills at a game after he finished the season with another team do i remember like maybe when he was in washington he like showed up at a bills maybe even the ravens bills guy was in washington playoff game that he showed up like shirtless at a bills playoff game while before I'm definitely seeing this. That's definitely happened. What, yeah, I don't know what, what year? year. I don't what, know year what year was it? Well you gotta look. Ryan it is. Fitzpatrick. Bill's play. Was this last game. year? I think it was last year. I'm seeing this article or t- January twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's then so that's I then that's think... not the one. I thought I thought this happened before he retired. Right. I thought that was right. wait, Maybe when I'm... did he retire? Was the twenty twenty one season his last season? And that was with Washington? 2021. All right, we can And do he this. was the backup? No. No, he played. He played. Like, I mean, yeah, he definitely should have. Hang, hang on a second. We can do this math. Ryan Fitzpatrick's final season was 2021. He was with Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then so he, he showed was... up in the playoffs that year for a Bills game. Now, maybe he had formally announced his retirement already and that, you know, it wasn't. But I'm, I don't know that he had. Uh, hang on a second. He announced his retirement on June 2nd of 2022. Okay. So yeah. he so very he much just went as a fan. He just, despite the fact that he was a Washington football feller, still, he went on his own, showed up, and hung out and took his shirt off at a Bills game. If Joe Flacco wanted to do that, he would be well within his right to do it. I don't think he would, but he would have the right to do it. The Ravens, much like I, the, the Bills didn't do anything formal with him for that game. The Ravens wouldn't do anything formal with Joe Flacco. So the question was, you know, who should be the legend of the game for Saturday? Who should the Ravens bring out to try to whip everybody up into a frenzy? And, like, the easy answers are, you know, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, right? Bring one of those guys out. You're going to whip everybody up into a frenzy. Rita's point was make it Jacoby or Vontae Leach, somebody who has the former Texans thing in their blood. And then I saw Twitter react to Rita's point and say, actually, Jacoby makes all the sense in the world because Jacoby was kind of cast off by the Texans. Remember, he had the fumble in the playoff game, and there was a lot of anger directed towards him by Texans fans. He got cast aside, goes and buys a jugs machine, shows up in Baltimore as a completely different guy, and ends up being a massive part of the piece. So if you're struggling to get a little Texas hate, Texans hate going this week like I am because, you know, the Texans. Cute, cute little Texans. Just, yeah, I mean, that's really – I hate saying it Nice way, uniforms, but, nice helmets. Yeah, right? Like, we just don't have it. Maybe having Jacoby there and reminding people that the Texans cast him aside 
could help get some Texans hate going. So he, I, would he go for it? That's yeah. That's the problem. I feel like when we call Jacoby, he's gonna say, "I love my time in Houston." I just knowing him. Yeah. Although, if there's anybody who's a loose cannon <laughs> that might be willing to say something, might be Jacoby. I I warn in advance. This one might not be for the kids. If I've learned anything about talking to Jacoby over the years, this one might not be for the children. Maybe, maybe he could help us get fired up for some Texans hate. Maybe. We're going to find that out. Jacoby Jones will join us when we come back in. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Make sure you tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by live casino and hotel and if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Khan's OnlyFans page at wait are people supposed to know about that hey project game day will be back this Saturday following Ravens Texans join myself Rita Femi KZ Andrew Stecka Josh Charles the whole crew will be hanging out with you after 
the Ravens divisional round playoff matchup. Project Game Day is brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. You can find out more by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Game Day. Watch the show Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline Project Game Day. Every game day that's left, however many of them there are, we will be with you for Project Game Day immediately following Ravens-Texans on Saturday and any other other playoff matchups still to come. Um, a lot of people worked up about uh, Seth Walter saying that the analytics still have that ESPN's analytics still have San Francisco being somewhat better than Baltimore. I I get it. I understand your point. The idea is that analytics are supposed to be a true reflection of the total picture, not just one result. To make the comparison. If a team that was uh, the Texans, for example, lost a game to the Panthers this year, that's a thing that occurred. It wouldn't be good if we attempted to make an argument that the Panthers were better than the Texans, would it? Now, I'm going to an extreme here. I'm not trying to compare this. It's not apples to apples when it comes to the Ravens and 49ers. But it wouldn't be good... If today someone tried to say, well, the Panthers beat the Texans, therefore proving the Panthers are better than the Texans. I understand that analytics have to take more into the equation than just what was the result on the field. You have to look at the total package, everything that those teams did during the course of the season to try to figure out how good they are because, as we know, one result does not define or else the transitive property would always work out, right? Like, hey, this team beat this team and this team beat this team. Therefore, Team A is definitely going to beat Team C. Well, we all know that's not the way that it goes. I think the Ravens proved that they should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. You go into San Francisco, that's not fluky. When everybody tries to say it's fluky, it's not fluky. Do I think that the 49ers would have another five-interception game if the teams played again in the Super Bowl? I don't. I don't know who would win. But I think that the Ravens would deserve to be favored, particularly if they have to come through beating either the Bills or the 49ers, sorry, the Bills or the Chiefs, in the AFC Championship game. But I, I get it. Th- this is one of those things that we think we're dunking on. Hey, bro, they already proved it. But you wouldn't do that if someone said today the Carolina Panthers are better than the Houston Texans. You wouldn't say, or sorry, the Houston Texans are better than the Carolina Panthers. You wouldn't turn around and say, well, that's not true. The Panthers beat the Texans. It's a more complicated conversation than just here's the one result that defines this question. And that's what makes this difficult to do. It's it's difficult to have the conversation because it it's not just one result. That's the story. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I think the Ravens Seth's point was that the, he thinks the 49ers will be favored by like one point. 
And by the way, in talking to a lot of other people in the betting world, the gambling world, I not only think he's right, I think it might even be slightly more than that. I think it might be more like one and a half, two points, maybe somewhere between one and three. And if, arguably, if the Ravens are in the Super Bowl, somebody might say that's a good thing, right? Because that allows them to get that emotional edge that they wanted so badly the first time the teams matched up. I, I don't think it's worth screaming about that. I think the point is understood, even if I disagree with it. All right, it is Ravens-Texans week. And when I think about the Ravens and the Texans, there's one man that comes to mind for me. He, of course, a Baltimore Ravens legend, an icon, a Super Bowl champion. Now the wide receivers coach down at Alabama State. He is our friend Jacoby Jones, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Jacoby, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up, man. I hope you're doing great. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I'm just, just waking up, too. I, I, that, that was like my alarm clock just now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where are you at in the world these days? Where Are you Are you in I, Alabama I mean, right now? No, I'm in New Orleans right now, but I'll be in Baltimore tomorrow. Oh, are you coming in for the game? Oh, yeah. Is there any chance that uh, you're going to be running out on the field before the game and, and, and waving a banner around? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we love that. That is <laughs> tremendous. That is awesome. So I guess that means there's no mixed loyalty for you going into this game on Saturday. Like, there's definitively one team that you're rooting for? Yeah, that's a wrap. You already know who that I is. I know that. I know that. See, I was hoping we could do this because we – Jacoby, in town this week, it's hard for us to, like, generate a lot of Texans hate because, like, you know, they're kind of a nice little story. I think a lot of people like C.J. Stroud. He's easy to root for. So we've been trying to whip up some Texans hate. So can you help us whip up some Texans hate this week? I mean, you know how I feel about the Texans. I mean, don't get me wrong. D'Amico Ryan's, uh, you know, the head coach, you know, me and him, he's a good dude, heck of a ball player. He's a great, you know, mentor, like a big brother to him when he was playing there and the leader, you know. But, uh, you know, that organization, I don't see eye to eye with them. Yep, there we go. I needed this from you this morning. They ran you out. They treated they treated you like crap on the way out the door, and that's why everybody in Baltimore should hate the Texans this week, right? I mean, they're not going. They're not going to hate them, you know, because everybody, you know, the generation has changed. You know, they, everybody fan favorites and fantasy players, so you know, they don't, you know, they don't understand. So, I mean, I don't hate. I don't hate them, but I just don't like them. I. I, I do, do you? What is your relationship like with the fan base there, Jacob? They separated from the organization. What's your relationship uh, like with the fan base? It's, it's, a, it's a few, you know, since I got some fans down there, you know, it's a couple of people that was true to me. But, you know, once, uh, once you know, that, that when we played them in the playoffs that year, and uh, I muffed that punt in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and, you know, they blamed the whole game on me, even though it happened in the first quarter, we lost by seven points. You know, I had death threats and people egged my house when I wasn't there, all kind of stuff. I remember all of that. And I remember how much it fueled you. Like, I remember talking to you that offseason when you signed here. Like, dude, I went out. I got a jugs machine. Like, and, and, we, and we saw the man that you were when you arrived in Baltimore and what a difference you made. Have, have you been able to overcome any of that? Like, or do you still, when you think about Houston, you think about that stuff? No, because I still got a house in Houston. I still live there. So <laughs> it don't bother me. So when I walk around, I just be like, I got a ring. That's my slogan. I love that so much. That is so <laughs> phenomenal, man. I got a ring. Um, you, you, I, you know, let me, let me go back to this, right? Like when you 
how much did it fuel you? What happened when you arrived in Baltimore? How much did what happened that day against the Ravens fuel what you were going to do as a Baltimore Raven? I soon did let me go, man. I promise. I I trained so hard that off season. You know what I'm saying? And now oh, the crazy thing is, I was about to sign with Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, man, I'm gonna play with Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there with Cam and uh, head coach. I'm sitting there with them in the office. You know, at the table. I'm like. And Cam was like, when we did something, his birthday was coming up. I said, I'm signing, we're going out for your birthday. He was like, bet. My agent called me and was like, hey, man, Baltimore called me, go take that visit. I said, man, I'm going to play with Cam, man. <laughs> he said, man, go take the visit. So I take the visit. As soon as I walk in the locker room, I was like, well, come to the meetings. They were like, hey, man, your locker going to be right here. It was already like I was already on the team. I ain't even sat down to talk with nobody yet. So I'm like, oh, this family here. This is family. I'm like, I'm man, signing on the dotted line. It just took me in like I was already there. And, and boy, and and boy, the rest really is history because it was a significant <laughs> moment for building a Super Bowl champion. As it was like, you know, we we know we know how you are. Just do you and stay out of trouble. I said, Dad, that's all I need to hear. What have I, now? I got to think about what the world would have been like if you had ended up in Carolina. Now I'm like having those thoughts and run through my mind. Is like how how different things would have been if you had ended up in Carolina at that point. Who knows? Oh man, I'm so glad it didn't work I out did, that I way. I guess not put me on that right path. Right? It was it was meant to be, bro. It was meant uh-huh. to be. Jacoby Jones with us here on GCR. So okay, so let's go back for a second. One of the things I've been trying to figure out, you know about winning a Super Bowl. Is, mm-hmm. is there like a special sauce? I, I was talking to Josh Bynes about this earlier. Is there something that as a group, like you have to bond in a certain way, or is it just you got to go win the games. There's no, there's no special sauce. There's no. Is it just go win the games and that's it? Then you get to become a Super Bowl champion. It's, it's don't get me wrong. It's a lot of intense to it, but you have to go through the the, the, the week of practice is the same as you do every other week of practice. You got to be consistent. You know, it ain't about me. I'm out to drink some more milk this week. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go take some more, more, more uh, muscle milk or whatever, I'm going to get bigger for this. Nah, man, do the same thing you do every day, every week. Be consistent. Be a creature of habit. I st- I'm still a creature of habit. Really? Still and, still to this and, day? You and, still, do you still prepare like you're playing? Listen, I, walk, I wear creeping gloves on the field with my players. <laughs> even in, I'm serious, at practice, even in the game. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that, man. Like when they run routes and I don't like it, I'd be like, hey man, move out the way. Let me show you how to run it. You know what I'm saying? If they mess up if they mess up a play, I'm telling you well, the depth of the route, I was sure to, you know. What what about the pressure that comes with these moments, right? Like clearly you from from one year to the next, you were putting all of the pressure moments as a Baltimore Raven, and you handled all of them brilliantly, right? Like what it what does it take to be able to be ready for these moments when the light is so much brighter? I'm gonna tell you, coming from Lane College, come, you know what I'm saying, playing D2 ball, we only got maybe 2,000 people in the stands. You walk in the stadium for the first time, you got 80 to 100. You'd be like, oh, this, that's it? But you tune all that out, man. It's like, when you're on that green grass and a whistle blow, but I just like I'm in the backyard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just playing ball. So you, okay, you, you that run, that playoff run in 2012. There's no, there's, it's the same feeling that you had, say, when you're playing the you know, the Texans in the regular season that year. Like, there's no different, no different feeling. yeah, no, 
And they and they beat up and they beat our butt. No, no, no. You talking about when I was playing for the Texans? No, I meant that. Yeah, that year when they, you know, they obviously it, that was the game where it all looked like it was going the wrong way, right? Oh yeah, I was like, man, I was like, yeah, I was playing. It wasn't no pressure. It just like once I'm up that puck, I was like, dang. But you know, we kept playing, going on and on and on, and uh, like I, I was, I, I ain't gonna lie, I let that that one play get to me that whole game. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to that's why to get to the point. That's how I knew I was growing. You got to overcome that one play. Jacoby, uh-huh. J- Jacoby Jones is with us here on GCR. Jacoby, do you do you feel that this? I don't know how much you've been able to watch the Ravens this year, right? Do oh, you, I pay attention. Okay. Do you feel like this is a, a different kind of group? Like I, I, I just keep watching Lamar, and like it's I, Lamar has Lamar has ever like he's elevated dramatically, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, and my opinion is just my opinion. You know what I saw. Them last couple of years in the playoffs, he didn't have. I'm not down all the teams that was just. He didn't have many receivers at that time. He was throwing up with the tight ends, right? That was easy to kind of cover. But now he got some weapons around him where he make it, it like it, it, that offense. I promise this team, if, and I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna win the Super Bowl. I love that. When they win the Super Bowl, they're gonna they're gonna that's gonna be a big debate. Which team was better, our team or this team? It's gonna be a big debate because their defense is crazy too. I think what you, but Jacoby, what you're saying, it's such, it seems like such a small thing. But that year, you guys had yourself, Tory, and Anquan together at the wide receiver position, and <laughs> and Dennis Pitt, and Dennis Pitt, exactly right, right. And I don't want to take anything right. away from Ed Dixon because Ed Dixon was also a you know a great blocking tight end and and could make some catches. It was a hell of a player. But the depth, it seems like such a small thing. But even like in Kansas City, we're seeing it this year, where Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback of all time, but he can't. You can't make it work when the guys aren't good enough. Like you got to have competent guys around you. It's such a small thing for Lamar to finally have good receivers. Right, and and they connect and they click them. You know what I'm saying? When you got a team that's clicking, that's a wrap. And then, like I said, that that defense, that, they them, them linebackers are so fast. You know what I mean? Like them boys are serious, and they got a secondary. The same thing we had: secondary yep. linebackers, yep. D line. You got to be like the team is almost like what and what. It really doesn't feel like there's a weakness at all on this football team. Mm-hmm. And I, like I, I always worry that there's a too much hubris when we talk about it that way, bro. But like, man, I, here's, the, here's the crazy thing: they special team they took a punt back this year too, didn't they? Right, they did. A hundred percent. Tylen Wallace with the game on the I line was, against the Rams. I was sitting right at the end zone. He painted. <laughs> man, as soon as I seen the kick, as soon as I seen the kick. I was like, kid, you got a chance. Just get in and go. And he took off. I seen the wall come there. I said, this is it. I feel like it's funny. We bring up you, obviously, Jermaine before you, right? Like, Yeah, and that's my dog. That's J. Lou. We talk every time we see each other, we be like, who better than who? Dude, that's we awesome. Be arguing, we be arguing about who got the most yards in this. Did you know him at, like, at all? Like, is he somebody that you had looked up to when you arrived in Baltimore? Or did you have to get to know him after you got here? I mean, I, I knew who he, I, I got to know when I got there, but I, I already knew who he was. But when I got there, you know, we, we met. I, I, first thing I do, I go look at the return yards. I got to go get them. <laughs> got to take that. That's the standard, right? Like, I got to go. That's the goal to set, to go get. I love that, man. I love that it drove you. That's the all they pump return yards in record. Hey, um, what was it like watching Joe do what he did? I know, you know, obviously it ended last week in Houston, but what was it like for you to see 
him have this sort of like renaissance over the last couple of months. Man, that's smoking Joe, man. That's my quarterback. Okay, we about to say. Come on, he was sad to see him go out like that. No, he had no receiver to throw to. Cooper was hurt. All the other tight ends to throw to. When you can't take a tight end and spread on that receiver, come on, man. What type of chance you're giving him? This is fair, bro. This is I, we said the same things, dude. At the end of the years, I don't want to take anything away. I don't want to disparage Ozzy. He's done a lot of wonderful things, but after, after that year and letting Anquan go, and we just were like, whoa, what are we doing? What are we doing? Give this oh, man the weapons. Yeah, it's different. It's different, bro. It's different that way. All right, so so what's going on with you, man? How's everything at Alabama State? I'm actually leaving Alabama State. Oh, okay. Now I feel like a jerk. No, 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 no. This is this is this is recent. Okay. So, yeah, so it's not wrong. You know, we had two good years. I had the number one receiver in the conference. Um, we played well, man. Like, we had the, uh, we went seven and five. That was the best in like, in like uh, I think I want to say like ten years, fifteen years. So, so you know, that's an upcoming school. Like they got some players over there. The coaching staff good. But you know, some people want to make different decisions, try to make different moves. That's all that is. You want to? Do you want to keep coaching? How much of you? I remember talking to you about this when you got in, and I was like, "Dude, I know you don't have to do this. Like, I know this is not. But you nah. just you have a real passion for it. Is it something that you want to keep doing? That's, let me tell you something. Football keep me alive. Really? If I, I'm saying, if I'm not around some kind of sport, I don't know what I'd be doing. Man, that's it. That's powerful. And I know I can't do no uh, talk show or no, or no or no broadcast because I cuss too much. <laughs> it's so funny, bro. Before you came on, I literally said going into break, I said this next segment might not be for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that button ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have had enough conversations with Jacoby over the years to know that y'all might <laughs> want you might want to have the kids walk away for a minute and then bring them back in thirty minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Just the way that it goes. I would. I mean, it's a different world these days. Like you don't have to do it on the radio. You can do it. We we might be able to figure out a way to have you have a shot, dude. I would. I would. I would love to have a Jacoby Jones show. We might have to talk about that moving forward because that would be fun as hell. Oh man. So so when you're here, besides whatever you're gonna do at the game, when you come back to Baltimore, what's like the place you gotta visit? The food you gotta get? Like what's what's on the docket whenever you have a trip back here? You know, you know what's crazy? Believe it or not, where I go all the time, as soon as I get there, right by the high cheesecake factory. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, huh? Just like when I heard that, that segment with that girl talking about some taking me to cheesecake factory ain't no good date. Right on a date. Yeah, right. Now, first of all, I'm with you. That if you if cheesecake factory ain't good enough for a first date, get out of here. Like that. I'm glad. I'm glad because it was never gonna work between you and I. I'm actually okay with you you putting that out there at the front because this is never gonna happen. But you, we were we were growing up. Even I'm with the Lane College. We got to go to cheesecake factory. You can tell me nothing. I'm about to eat good. All right, what what is your order when you go to the cheesecake factory? The problem with the cheesecake factory is they hand you that book of a menu, and you realize that they literally have everything on that menu. Do you have a go to? About this. Do you? About this. Do you order something different every time you go? I do. What do you? Okay. I, what do you have a favorite? Uh, you know, this is one of them. The Cuban sandwich. I love the Cuban sandwich. I like the pot stickers. I will go with the I will go with the uh, the Cajun pasta, and then I make something up after that. I, I start putting. You are from Louisiana, and you get the Cajun pasta at the Cheesecake Factory. 
Like I said, I, I doctor it too, man. I add stuff to it. I love this. But now, another place I like to go is uh, Collins Seafood and Grill. Okay. All right. That's one of my favorites. I can respect that. I, I got a lot of respect for that. That's dope, man. Um, I got to go to my spot, uh, Top Hat. I, I, I love them people over there. Top yeah. Hat, I love that spot. Are you a pool shark? I am. I can shoot. But I'm more of a bowler, though. Really? What's the highest score? The What's the highest score you've ever had? My, me? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm like. Two ninety. Holy f! Holy. Oh yeah. Our family is bowling though. We loved it. Like we would go bowling when we were younger, being bowling league. And then in the league, you know, in the, in the off season, in the spring after we hit the weights, soon we get done lifting up, we go to the bowling lane. We bet the best out of eight lanes. Wow, dude, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You've never, you've never thrown a three hundred. I was so close. I was in, I was in Dave and Buster. So close, and everybody just started standing around me. You know, I'm like, that's the first time I folded under pressure, <laughs> bro. I've I got a lot of ideas now. I want to do a Jacoby Jones bowling classic. I want to make that happen this off season. You, we got to talk, man. I want to make that. Ha- I had no idea, dude. That's wild. We can do a talk show. Talk show. Bowling event, and what about? Are, do you have any other secret skills that we don't know about? Is there like, are, are we find out that you, like you're wildly good at pop a shot basketball or something like that? Oh, I played basketball in college. I knew that. I knew that you were a legit oh. hooper. But like, is there oh, yeah. anything random? Like you, you're really good at like you know, I, I know in the locker room back then it was cornhole. Everybody was throwing cornhole back then. Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I can do cornhole. Yeah, me and Tori, yeah, you know, they used to go at it. But Sam always won, right? Because like Sam literally would just sit in the locker hey, Sam, room. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First of all, you can't count Sam, Tucker, and, and uh, Cox, right? Because they don't be in our meeting. They Ex- in the locker room all day throwing the shit. That's that's legit. I mean, we have talked about that. They had all day to just perfect yeah. cornhole. The only meeting they had was at seven in the morning with special team meeting. After that, they ain't got no more meeting. Bro, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, let's uh, let's let's hook up. I'm gonna try to track you down while you're in town this week, and we're gonna talk more about what's going forward. And we, I, I got some ideas because I could do this with you literally every day. And I, I, I would be happy to just talk football with you and have fun. Is there anything we can plug for you? Huh? Anything that we can plug for you? Hey, you let me know. All right, all right. We'll be in touch. I promise you that. We're gonna be in touch, bro. Jacoby, love you, dude. Can't wait to see you back in town this weekend. Thanks for hopping on this morning. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. God, he's the best. I love that dude so much. God, he rules. He's going to the Cheesecake Factory. He's just going to the Cheesecake Factory. Can you imagine? He's like, he's excited about it. He's amped. Coming to town and going to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, man. God. That dude is a ten and a half. Thank you to Jacoby Jones. What are you, what are you smiling about, John Colson? What what's going on in your world? John's got a big smile on his face. I like it when people come in here smiling. You come, come, don't just stand on the other side of the glass. I think I'm going to have to get my uh, Jacoby Jones Legends jersey. Just going to have to. I mean, he basically, he basically confirmed that he's a legend yeah, in the game. Yeah. More or less. I don't want to. I don't want What? 
What, what are you? What are you? Come in. But you said you were smiling about. I was smiling, smiling about goose flights. Oh, you're excited about? Well, I don't blame you for that. We're very excited about goose, goose flights. Fl- I saw. We've I had know. a great couple days. I know you've been going around doing the media rounds. Yeah, we did. We did. WJZ did a wonderful piece on us. Fox 45, ABC two. I love all that. Late one hundred one point nine FM. I love uh, Greg, Greg Carpenter, Carpenter and Gina Crash. Gina Crash, them. like love, hooked love us all, up. All those people. That's wonderful. Glenn Clark hooked us up at the so, morning show. At so are we? Have we sold all the five thousand cans yet? Have we? No, but I'll tell you what. They had only put labels on, call it forty or fifty cases. Okay. And after our party on Monday night, they were out. How about that? So they had to, because so many people at the party, which was diminished because of the, the snow, snow, right? Yeah. There were still 60 to yeah, 70 a, people great, there. A, it was a great night. It was great. But so many people liked the beer that they all bought, they bought six, six packs, packs to take at home the thing. And we, so we, they had to hurry up on Tuesday morning and label a bunch more in order to get it out to like the Costas Inn is now carrying it officially. I'm very by the happy way. about that. We love Pete. And Nick well, not only do we love Pete and Nick, but I know that they love the Saragusas. They do. They've, they've had a long-term relationship with Saragusas, so that's really cool. That's cool. Um, and Sammy told me that they like fed the family after Tony passed away. Like, yeah. I didn't know about that. That's really special. That's oh yeah, really, really special. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it was a, it was, it's been a very cool couple of days. Reminder. Um, Remind everybody that. exactly what where they can get it. Press, well, you can get it at Glory Days Grill, all seven Maryland locations. You can get it at Guilford Hall Brewery, who is also selling six-packs. You'll be able to get, get it at the Costas Inn, who can also, they have a package goods license, so they can so sell, they six, can packs sell six packs. We're going to be adding a couple liquor stores that I'll be able to announce probably early next week, um, big liquor stores, uh, for six packs. And we're looking, we're probably going to add two or three other um, bar locations that aren't directly okay. uh, in the way of, of, of sort of the others. So we're, we're talking to a couple others there. And um, we're also figuring out how to legally get the beer to all these bars in Kenilworth, or Kenwood, oh, yeah, New, New Jersey, Jersey right. and Boca Raton, Florida, who are like blowing up uh, Guilford Hall Brewery. And I'm getting these wacky emails and the people in Jersey are actually thinking of combining. The bars are thinking about combining forces and like getting a truck and sending it down here serious? to pick the beer. I'm oh, totally serious. Cool. Oh, that's so um, cool. Um, totally. And every can, buck ninety eight goes to Love the charity. That. Love that foundation. And what Goose Flights is doing is providing uh, medical transport for those that non-emergency. Yeah, they always say that non-emergency medical um, transport. It's something that we're very honored to be a part of. Yeah, and it was really neat having uh, Sammy Tony's daughter in the last couple yep. of days, and uh, Michael McCrary and Femi Ayambadejo yep. coming out to support on Monday night. That was a big deal. We really appreciate. That. And and you and and I mean you had had a heck of a weekend day, and you were you know you <laughs> you dragged yourself down there in a in a pretty brutal situation. Everybody <laughs> Looking at me like you look tired. I'm like, and Tire. Rita was there, and yeah, Bo, was, Bo Smolka was there. Ken Zales came out. KZ, it was uh, awesome. It uh, was Stan really was there in spirit, recovering from yeah, uh, COVID. his yeah. COVID. Um, it was a, uh, it was great night. Griffin, it was he told s- me he was coming. It, well, really weird. You, you, really weird how that worked. Snow out. millennial. He was. Whoa. Uh, I got this little like, Carroll County. I don't know if they just didn't treat the roads at all. It was. They it didn't was treat awful. the roads in Owings Mills either. But like again, we're adults. The, <laughs> have you seen my car, my little car? I, have you seen my car, Griffin? Yeah. You just drive like an adult. I I showed up late. I was there. J- John was panicked. He's texting me like, uh, "Where no. are you?" I, was I just actually, want to make sure he wasn't dead. It's was, all cool, Griffin. I'm really just. It's not. I was very disappointed. I know you wanted to be there. It's not okay at all. You wanted to be there. I don't want to make people drive. 
Um, hellish. <laughs> hellish. The hellscape. Wasn't that, is, said that is again, that is if, if you panic in those situations, stay off the roads. Correct. If you're an adult and you <laughs> understand that this is the appropriate speed so to drive at, then you can do it. But a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people are not capable of it. And if they, if you're not, and I mean it, stay off the roads. Yep. Stay off the yep, roads. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's been a cool, yeah, cool couple of days. Really Please, fun. folks, go uh, go to Glory Days Grill, get a beer, get a Goose Flights, go to the Costa Inn, go to Guilford and Hall. As, and as we have more announcements about other places, we will yep. share them with you. We will let you know. Yep, you yep. can always find out more at pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. But again, Glory Days Grill, all the seven Maryland locations, Guilford Hall Brewery and Station North, where you can also get six packs and already at Costas Inn. Already at Costas Inn. At Costas Inn, and you can also get six packs there as well. And could be found in Kenwood, New Jersey at some point in the future. (laughs) We we, we look forward, as I said before. And if you happen to be in Boca Raton. It's it's (laughs) limited right now. We would love, if in the future, it's in perpetuity. We would love to make it eternal that Goose Flights is, lager is something well, that exists. They wanted but, to get it to Florida so badly that they actually bought an extra carry-on, and then they they packed two cases really? of six-packs in their checked luggage on Southwest in, like, bubble wrap. It was like a 100-pound suitcase I was lugging into hey the airport Hey, floor. man, you know... I, 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 they are everybody we worked with was so wonderful. Yeah, just wonderful, great. wonderful people that were uh, recipro- uh, receptive from the moment that we suggested the idea. And that to me is the other part about it is that like they genuinely think it's cool too. Like they, yep. there's nothing reluctant about this. Like when we pitched it, the response from Sammy Saragusa was he would love this. And that to me was the most important part about all. Agreed. That we're not. I don't want to use Tony Saragusa's likeness, his name. I don't want to do any of that. I want to do it. To lift him up. No, we felt like he would be all in on and this. And that was the feeling. And that his we family got from did too. Everyone, all of his teammates, everybody that we talked to was like, dude, this is perfect. This is exactly like, what I'm, he would do. I'm wondering if we should get like a something made to just cover that can with a goose. I would flux. love that. I would love that. Let's work on that. hundred percent I would like to do that. I would I think that would be perfect. I'll get I my people also, right on that. I would also add that Sammy did say that if she could ever track down his Mickey Mouse shirt. She would let me display it in the studio. Oh my goodness, and that I, would be so like, cool! I told her, "I'm like, you don't understand what that that like, would be what so that cool. would mean to me. That would, would have be, to go over the Lamaro meter. It would go over everything. <laughs> we might just, in fact, it mightn't be no Griffin on the camera. It just might be me <laughs> and the Mickey Mouse shirt. It's all that. that you see on the display every day. Cool, man. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate Thank you for everything you've done with this. Yep, Goose Flights. Uh, it's been cool. It's available now. Okay. Go get it. Enjoy. I'm going to stress you ought to talk about it a lot in your show this evening. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not. I'm not on tonight. Aww. But I, we talked about it every. I did a radio show last night and talked about it. I did a radio show. Would you settle down over no. there? I assure you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. It. See you. John Colson, most oh. worshipful grandmaster yeah. here. Yeah, that's the Goose Flights. I got to save that one. That one's going to Femi. Femi, uh, I promised him I would give him a, a six-pack, so that one's going to him. And I'm shipping a six-pack up to Josh Charles. Oh, that's cool. Who's that's cool. demanding a six-pack immediately. I love that, man. <laughs> All right. Um, this weekend, a big weekend here in Baltimore, obviously not only a playoff game, but our next guest is going to be in town, and he is one of my favorites. You, of course, loved him on Mad TV. He is hilarious. Very funny comedian. Outstanding impressionist. Aries Spears is with us this morning here on GCR. Aries, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you, dude. Thank you for taking some time for us. Oh, no problem, man. How you doing? Everything is good, dude. Aries is going to be at the Goobies in Timonium this weekend, and we will get a link up for you to get your tickets on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio. 
Uh, I attempted to do yesterday on the show when I was talking about talking to you, I attempted to do my own version of your Shaquille O'Neal impression. Would you be willing to uh, oblige me to, to, to grade my impression of you doing Shaquille O'Neal? Is that okay? Uh, you want me to hear yours? Yes, and then, and then grade it. And be honest, all right, if, you, if you're willing to. Go for it. I'll make my free throws. Uh, uh, I'm not going to make my free throws. How is my Aries Spears doing Shaquille O'Neal? Uh, I'm going to respond to you like a parent that knows their child is a serial killer. I love you anyway. <laughs> all right, what's your all-time? Your favorite impression that you ever did was what? Uh, you know, it always tends to be somebody that's new, so probably my Tony Soprano. Oh, I don't think I have – okay, give, give it to me. Well, I don't know if I could do it just. – I'll try it, but I don't know if I could do it justice right now because my voice is a little under I, I, the weather. I'm, I'm hearing that. Uh, but I'll, I'll give it a shot, so don't judge me too harshly. You know, it's one of the guys with quick ship with the betting thing, with the game. To make all the money to pay it back at the bottom big with quick ship. That's outstanding. That's Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Where did that yeah, one – that, where my did voice, that like one I come said, from? My voice is a little under the weather. Okay, when, I, I need to know your art. Like, when you decide I'm going to give this a shot, like, what? who do you choose? What is the thought process for when you think you're going to do an impression? Uh, you know, it, I always tell people doing impressions is like people who have an ear for music. You know, they have an ear for tone, inflection, uh, cadence, rhythm, and everybody's voice is like doing a note. Where you know when you do a shack, shack is real breathy and bassy. Close those chords when you turn. I'm a dominator. You know, where uh, James Gandolfini, you got to do the itch. When we're talking about Janet, you question for. So you know, you just gotta find those notes. Oh God, man, I feel like I'm watching. You know, like I'm like watching Da Vinci paint right now. Listening to you do uh, this, this is magical. What's the what? What one didn't work? Like, what's one that maybe you tried? And you said, it's just not there. I'm bagging it. I'm never doing it again. Uh, you know, I always really felt like I, I, I had an obligation to do uh, Obama, being that he was the first black president. Sure. Of course, you know, me being a black man, I wanted to nail that impression. And, you know, uh, I always tell people impressions is twofold. It's, it's, the, it's the voice and then the cadence. And I, I, I could do his cadence, but I never felt like I quite nailed the voice. I, you, you, did you just did you bag it entirely, or did you go back and say like maybe I'll give it some more work and try it again, or just at some point say? No, nah, you know, listen, man. If I if I can't do it absolute justice, uh, my ego is not so big that I'm gonna force. <laughs> I understand that. What? Okay. By the way, Ari Spears, Magooby's Joke House. It's magoobiesjokehouse.com is the website. He's there for shows starting tomorrow night through Sunday night. Get your tickets right now. So what's the one that got the best reception? Like what who's the who is the person that loved your impression the most and what's the one that got the frostiest reception over the years? Uh Shaq was Shaq like Shaq loves me. Uh he, he matter of fact he was on a uh a podcast called a very popular podcast called Drink Champs. Yep. And they had asked him, Hey Shaq, of all the people that impersonate you and they couldn't even finish the sentence before he was like very spirit. Dude. I love Dude, how cool! Okay, I, I I know that you've done a million things in your life, and like, you, it probably doesn't mean like anymore. You're like, yeah, that's, I'm used to it, but I still got to think that that's special, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because the thing is, like, you know, I I, I grew up 
watching a lot of these people and idolizing a lot of these people. So, you know, of course, in my world, I'm, I'm supposed to know who they are, but I don't ever expect anybody to know who I am. And when these guys, you know, say, hey, man, I'm a fan of yours or I like your work, uh, it's kind of surreal. Who's the one that went the other way? Who's the one that, like, just you, you bumped into at some point and they, 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 they didn't dig it? Dig it? Uh, Mike Tyson. Really? Yeah, he, he had a look in his eye that said, I'm going to rape you. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Oh, no. It's got to be kind of terrifying to have Mike Tyson not like you, by the way. Like, there's got to be something legitimately terrifying about that. It's... Yeah, but, you know, and again, this was this was pre-Mike uh, Tyson's new I Found My Feng Shui phase. Right. So now right. He, he's like a monk now. But uh, <laughs> I, I caught him just still on the tail end of that. You know, I want to eat your children's rage. How do we? How do we explain like to somebody? So I've got my my uh, my sidekick, my producer, is twenty three years old. How do we explain to someone the impossibility of Mike Tyson becoming America's sweetheart? Like, how do you explain to a young person? There's no way that this makes any sense to any of us that were alive for the other era of Mike Tyson. Yeah, if you told me that Mike Tyson was going to turn into America's sweetheart. And Bill Cosby's America's number one dad was going to turn into a serial rapist. Right. I admit, what what time zone are we in? Right. Twilight zone. Is- what world are we living in? That this yeah. is what's going on. Hundred percent right, dude. I, 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 it's it's so bizarre for me to talk about Mike Tyson. And the fact that like he's Martha Stewart now. Like that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a totally different cat, man. Life is funny, isn't it? Oh, what a world, bro. Like, what an absolute yeah. world we're in. Aerie Spears is with us. Again, McGooby's Joke House this weekend. Um, I, I brought up everything that you've – I always love – whenever we have somebody like you on a show, I always ask this question. It's it's the pinch me moment. Like, what's – you've done so many things. You've been around so many talented people. You've accomplished so much. What's the moment that, like, on a on a dark day – that you turn to and say, oh, my God, I got to do this, or I was around this person. Like, what's your eternal pinch-me moment that you've had in your career? Uh, you know, I, I, I probably – I don't know that I've had the biggest pinch-me moment yet, but I've had a, I've had a, a couple small uh, pinch-me moments that were a little surreal, you know? You know, like yesterday uh, I flew back uh, from Dallas, and uh, I, I was on the same flight with Bobby Brown. Okay. And, you know, uh, I grew up on Bobby. I told him, you know, I took a picture. And, I, you know, Bobby's always been a fan, you know, from Mad TV, the Mad TV days. But I was just like, I finally took a picture with him. I was like, dude, you don't understand, man. Like, you know, Tenderoni, I used to serenade girls in school to that. And now I'm here standing next to you taking a picture. You know, and he knows me and he's friends with me. So, yeah, stuff like that is kind of surreal. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, when I performed at Madison Square Garden for yeah. the first time, yeah. You know, and I being a kid, you know, and my dad and I living in New York, how we would always pass by the garden and to one day just be performing there. It's just insane. What were you, I, I'm assuming, because I know you were born, did you grow up like a Chicago sports fan? No, I'm actually a New York guy. You're a New York, okay. So so you were, at, were you Yankees or you Knicks? Like, like where? what was the list for you? You know, my, my allegiance has always been the, uh, number 23 from the Chicago Bulls. Okay. I never was a New York so this is interesting this is so you were a jordan fan y'all absolutely die hard so okay the whole thing that's going on right now we're like he 
can you? I, I'm so struggling with this. How do we talk about this thing with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife and his son? I, I feel like we're somehow, we're all obsessed with it, and yet we're still not talking about it enough. It's the most bizarre story in the history of humanity, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, Scotty really, you know, it, it's a shame that, you know, he's taking this bitterness right? to a whole eye because really when you look at the last dance, and I know all of this stems from that, you know, he keeps, Michael gave him his credit. Mike, Michael said, I couldn't have won without Scotty. And, you know, he was the best teammate I ever had. So I don't know where all this bitterness is coming from. You know, the mistakes that Scottie Pippen made in his career, he made. Jordan didn't force him to sign a bad contract. Right. Jordan didn't force him to sit out that one game against Tony the Knicks. Tony Yeah. This is all Scottie's doing. It's so bizarre, man. Like, the, the guy is beloved, right, still in Chicago. Like, he's still Scottie Pippen. I, I – I, I I don't know. Some dudes, I feel like, just need to have an edge. Like, it's just who they are. They, 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 the chaos is just what works for them. And especially with athletes, some of them, I feel like they're not capable of just being, like, loved and and showing up and smiling. Like, they the chaos has to come with it. But it saddens me, right? Like, they do this huge event last week, and, like, these guys just won't show up. I'm like, that's sad, bro. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was like, you know, they showed Phil Jackson was there. So if the head coach that won six championships shows up, I don't understand how the trio of Robin, Pippen, and Jordan don't. It's not just that he's the coach. He was the coach that won six championships and got fired after six championships, and he still showed up. Like, still was willing to show up. He got fi- They in season said, I don't care if you win another championship. You're fired. It's so effing bizarre to look back on that, right? Like, I can't yeah. even fathom how that worked out in that world. Um, but he still was like, yeah, but, you know, let's go celebrate the fact that we won six championships together, maybe. Yeah, but, you know, I listen, I'm not I, I'm not saying I agree <clears throat> with what the fans did, especially in regards to Jerry Krause's uh, ex-wife or, you know, oh, yeah, that widow. Was, yeah, that was awful, but, right. but, but, I mean, you know, I understand the anger because, you know, yeah. Michael said that if they would have kept Phil, they would have had another year. They wanted to play another year, so... They were forced out of town. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre looking back on it. Ari Spears with us here on GCR. He's getting ready to come to McGoobies. Um, what, what, when you go, I, I, so I'm, I'll tell you, I'm friends with Frank Caliendo, right? Like, so is everybody else in sports radio, as I'm sure you know. Everybody's friends with Frank. Yeah, that's my guy. Do you ever find yourself, because I've talked about this, like when you do shows, do you, is there a line between like people just wanting to bark out like, hey, you know, dance for me, do this impression versus like wanting to just do some stand up and tell jokes. Like, do you deal with that at all when you do shows? Uh, no, not really. But I mean, you know, I, I, I give it to them at the very end of the show. Okay. Uh, kind of like take requests, but, uh, you know, the one thing I've always prided myself on is not just being a one trick pony. Yeah. It's like, yes, I can do the impressions, but there's so many other facets to my game. It's like, you know, if I were a basketball player, it's like, can I dunk? Of course. <laughs> but I can do other things as well. Right. It's like I also have a mid-range jumper. <laughs> yeah, I can play defense. Yeah, right. basketball, I can do it sharp. Little three and I D rebound. Action. Yeah, I, it's yeah. not just yes. I'm a thunder. Like Vince Carter could could dunk. We all know that, right? Like we all saw right. the Frederick Weiss thing. But you know, he could also play a little bit of basketball on top of that. I understand that yeah. entirely. The um the the thing. Okay, so I, I'm assuming that when you get the royalty checks, right? Is the biggest royalty check that you receive in your life for Jerry Maguire? Uh, that's what the strike was for. <laughs> okay, so explain that to people, because dummies like me don't understand that. 
yeah, no, there is no. They, they, I haven't seen a royalty check from Jed. They haven't shown me the money in quite some time. <laughs> okay, so what's how? What are the rules for that? How does that work? Well, you know, we're supposed to be protected by, you know, our union, right? Uh, after, uh, and half the time trying to get them to make sure we get paid is a bigger hassle. So oh. you know, oh. uh, I, 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 I once upon a time ago I saw royalty checks for Jerry Maguire, but. They dwindled down to from nothing to absolutely not getting anything. And then, you know, uh, HBO Max had bad TV all the seasons on HBO Max. And when a lot of the cast members were like, where's the royalty check? Right. They just hadn't canceled it, canceled the show. They took it off HBO Max rather than pay us. That's I understand the strike a lot more now, bro. Listen, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish this business on my worst enemy. Oh man. Um the speaking of Mad TV, I know there's another anniversary coming up next year. And I know that every, every it feels like every couple of years there's this like this bubbling of would you guys, you know, ever get back together, do something? I, a lot of people are talking about that we saw like um, you know, uh, Martin, those guys got together this week, right? At the Emmys. Are you the type of person that says leave leave things as they are? Like just when something was special and a cultural touchstone, just allow it to be what it is and don't go back to it? Or are you the person that says, I, I think that we it'd be fun to get back together and do something? You know, it, it's fun to get back to get back together and do something short-term. To, uh, to try to rekindle it uh, and make it what it was on a long-term, egos have just gotten too big. People want to be in different places. The interest is not the same. You know, it's one, it's one thing to get back together for one time yeah. and play its songs, but to go on a tour... And go on the road and be the band again. Ah, that's just that time is fast. I I get that. I get that, and I and I think that's probably the right answer. By the way, I just think that like at, at some point you end up finding yourself like alienating people from something that they loved. And why would you do that? Why would you possibly like everybody has magical feelings about it? Allow that to be the case. Ari Spears, yeah. obviously this weekend at Magoobies, MagoobiesJokeHouse.com. What else can we plug for you? I know you're you're a podcaster now too, right? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> my podcast uh, is called Spears and Steinberg. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms, uh, YouTube, everywhere. So uh, check that out. It's uh, 100% unfiltered, uncut, raw Bolivian cocaine. <laughs> I love that. Aries Spears, dude, so great chatting with you this morning, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Enjoy your time here in Baltimore this weekend, all right? I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Ari Spears with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Um, I guess I got to go back to the, got to go back to the the workshop. With my uh, my Ari Spears doing Shaquille O'Neal impression. Apparently, it's not quite up to snuff. Not quite there. All right, we come back in. We will get a tidbit. We'll get two bit and wind things down for a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for today's program. If you have not picked up the print issue of Pressbox yet, don't know what you're doing, it is our annual best of issue. Find it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you get Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com slash best of. Is there anything that we didn't cover today? I feel like who cares about anything else? The Ravens right. are in the playoffs. I've really had that. Like Maryland's playing tonight, and I'll try to take a look at some of that. It's a later game, so it works yeah. out for me. I got, I've got i got a Stevenson game, mm. but then I can watch the Maryland game afterwards. But I'm like just so like, – who cares? Who cares about – it's not true. I am very invested in tennis. Oh. Francis Tiafo lost in straight sets last night. Yeah, I did see that. Sucked. Oh. I didn't get the, the the good news is there was a rain delay, so I had to give up any thought of being able to watch the match. Oh, okay, so you didn't like hold. You so I didn't like out. stay up until yeah. I was watching a lot of tennis last night. I watched um, Coco. Coco. I watched Alicia Parks. That was awesome. She beat Layla Fernandez. So now you get uh, Coco versus Alicia Parks in the next round, which will that'll be dynamite. I watched uh, some Taylor Fritz last night. Like I, I watched a good bit of tennis, but I had given up any hope of being able to watch uh, Francis. Boy, am I glad that it worked out that way. Imagine staying up until like three in the morning yeah. just to get him, watch him get spanked by a donkey. Ugh. Who did he? Who did he go? I don't even remember the guy's name. A donkey. I mean, just a nobody. It was rough. Um, so that's the only other thing that I'm allowing like any amount of investment into right now is the Australian Open because I only get four tennis, four. I, it's it's funny. I will watch probably ten tennis tournaments during the year because I'll watch Indian Wells, I'll watch Miami, I'll watch Cincinnati, I'll watch um, Toronto, DC. So you're you're a US uh, um, biased guy. Well, Toronto, I don't know if, you, if you're aware. Toronto's you're not a North in the American biased guy. Um, yeah, I am. Admittedly, I am. Just because of the time. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like All right, really, fine. more than anything else. Fine. Indian Wells is a couple hours behind us, but like you know, it's just a little bit more. 
time. And I'll watch the, the ATP finals aren't in the U.S. I'll watch those. But there's four that I could get other human beings to talk about. There's a Olympics has tennis, right? So it does, and so I will yeah, watch the tennis at the Olympics tennis. this year. That's uh, for sure. I'll watch the tennis. Although that was very sad the last time around because Alex Zverev won. And F that guy. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'll watch the I'll watch the Olympics tennis. So we don't like Zverev. Medvedev, we're okay with. Oh yeah, Medvedev, a hundred percent, we're good with. We don't like Zverev. Got he on. was a, Medvedev was a huge heel like his first U.S. Open run because he would like mess with the crowd and egg him on, and then completely turned. And so everybody liked Medvedev. And then you felt bad because the year that he faced Djokovic in the final, everybody hated him again after he had turned. Like, the crowd had turned and was all in on Medvedev. And then he faced Djokovic in the final, but Djokovic was going for the calendar year Grand Slam. So everybody wanted to see it. And so they they kind of hated Medvedev for the day. And then Medvedev ended up winning the U.S. Open that year and was barely able to celebrate it because the crowd was so disappointed to have missed out on seeing the calendar year Grand Slam. Um, Yannick Sinner. That's my call. Yannick Sinner. Really? Jesse Pagula were my, mm. I bet, some American dollars before the tournament began. Does Felix Auger Aliassime have any chance? Not really, but he's played better. Like, okay. he's, he's, he's playing his way back into the conversation. He had kind of fallen off the radar. I, the truth is, I don't know that Yannick Sinner really has a chance. It's just that, like, there's no fun in betting Djokovic. So you got to find somebody else to yeah. bet. And the way that Sinner played, including beating Djokovic, in the fall, if I was going to bet money somewhere else, that seemed like the place to go. So I bet a little bit of American dollars on Yannick Sinner and Jesse Pagula. Just because I like Pagula's draw, I don't really know that I think that she can win the Australian Open. I just really liked her draw. So that's where I went in finding some odds and folks that I was going to bet on in the Australian Open. All right, um, tidbit. How do we feel about uh, Demiri Bird? Uh, the Texans signed him with Noah Brown going on IR. I, I don't even know if Demir Bird played this year. Did he? Um, was he was he on a roster this year? I I want to say I feel like I saw his name. Demir Bird was like a okay player a couple years ago, but I'm pretty sure he's just a body. Was he on a roster? Um, this season, he was. Uh, yeah, he started on the Panthers. Okay. And then he landed on IR before the season started, and then they released him. Uh, but then he was signed to the Falcons in October and released a month later. That's the Demir Bird's yeah, 2023 I, story. I don't, I don't feel much about Demir Bird. I feel that zero is what I would say about Demir Bird. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Green Turtle. Tell everybody what's going on at the Green Turtle. Uh, over at the Green Turtle, uh, they have live in-person sports betting going on right now. Um, so go out every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. They're offering you a free $10 bet. Um, I believe Jeremy Kahn will be at Canton tonight. I think he's at Towson uh, next week. Um, uh, next Wednesday, sorry. Those, those are Wednesday nights. Uh, next Wednesday, he'll be in Towson. Um, they're offering you a free $10 bet on whatever you want every Thursday, any sport, hockey, basketball, college basketball. I like college basketball. That's what I use, put my money on. But uh, you can experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet. Make some money while enjoying some good food and sports tomorrow night at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks, Towson, Canton. What do you got for tidbits? Uh, all right, so Monday, Josh Allen. He became the first player in uh, playoff history to have three touchdown passes while also rushing for 70 yards as well as a rushing touchdown. First time this has been done in the playoffs. It has been done by, uh, in okay, so since 1990, it's been done by nine different players. He became, or well, he, he, he has actually done this once in the 
in the regular season. So Josh Allen is the third player to have two such games of this ever. And then nine players have done this since 1990. So 90 yards? Yeah, 70 rushing yards, right. a rushing touchdown, and three passing 70. touchdowns. 70 rushing yards, three passing touchdowns. Josh Allen's done it twice. Two other guys have done it twice. Steve Young. Steve Young, not on this list. Michael Vick. Michael Vick has done it twice. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has done it twice. So those are your three that have done it twice. Lamar Vick, Josh Allen. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, not on this one. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham in 1990. How many more? Uh, you have one, two, three, four more. Jesus. It's not that many. You're doing good. Uh, Alex Smith in that playoff game. Uh, no, not Alex Smith. There is another San Francisco quarterback. Kaepernick? Here. Not Kaepernick. This one's, this one's Jeff Garcia? Jeff Garcia in 2001 did this. He ran a little bit, but uh, that is that is more random. Russell Wilson? Uh, not Russ. Fran Tarkenton. Uh, sorry, you actually, now that you have four left, I miscounted. Oh, my, my God. Fault. There's been 10 since 1990. Jesus. Not Fran. Holy hell. Robert Griffin III. Not RG3. Andrew Luck. Not Andrew Luck. Vince Young. Not Vince Young. The other four have done this in the last decade. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray in 2020 accomplished this. Three touchdowns, 70 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Last decade. Decade's a long time, man. It is. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, 2015, added his name to this list. Dak Prescott. Uh, not Dak. Johnny Manziel. Not Johnny Manziel. Baker Mayfield. Not Baker Mayfield. These are I, two you should, like, I when you think about it, like they... Jalen Hurts. Not Jalen Hurts. When I think of so I think about one it. One of them did this in 2014. The other did this last season, 2022. One of them did it in 2014. One of them did it last season. Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Rodgers. Has Aaron Rodgers ever had 70 yards? I mean, he's got scramble. He, like, yeah. He's an actually athletic quarterback. He's not a statue. Cam Newton. I don't know why I didn't say Cam Newton. Cam right, Newton. That one I'll give you. 2014. Cam Newton. No idea why it took me that long to say Cam Newton. Then last season. this uh, Last season. Last season. Last season. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, I don't know. Last season, it was... He's making it very complicated for the team right now uh, that will be drafting first. Well, oh, at the Fields. moment, okay, it is yeah, Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, right, got it. Justin got Fields it, is on it. this list. Yep. yep, that's logical. All right, very good. Those were logical. All right, uh, very good. That's uh, 60 yards is the most uh, Rodgers has had in a game. Rushing yards. Okay. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Here's what's coming up tonight. Uh, Maryland Northwestern at 9 on Big Ten Network. That is preceded by ne Nebraska and Rutgers at 7. The Maryland women are on Peacock tonight against Ohio State at 7 o'clock. ESPN Plus, Navy and Lehigh at 7 o'clock. Uh, Creighton, UConn, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. 
trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, the rest of the college basketball, find at glennclarkradio.com. Australian Open coverage, 7 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. I believe Carlos Alcaraz plays at a normal time. Like a, at a, like a time that's 10 or something, right? Something yeah, like that, yeah. that we could watch uh, Carlos Alcaraz tonight. ESPN Bucks Cavs, 7.30, and ABC has Mavs Lakers at 8.30. TNT Blackhawks Sabres at 7.30, TBS for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Non-sports? Uh, tonight, not really. Um, Juno Temple, she'll be on Colbert tonight. Well, Pl- plugging the show that just ended? I guess. Well, it's you know it's available. It's A lot of people odd. are going to watch it. Uh, you yeah, know. that's true. Uh, Cly- along with Clive Owen. They did that with... Um, Succession. They had what's uh, Brian? They had uh, Brian Cox. Yeah. On the they started having they did had they, runs after. I, don't, I mean, I, spoiler alert. They did it. Oh. The sh- he was on Colbert the night after. Uh, yeah. I said spoiler alert, right? Yeah. The night after his character died. What? The night <laughs> after, they had Brian Cox on. So I guess they like lined it up that way pur- purposefully, yeah. like to be able to talk about it. But it's it was a lot of people. Maybe kind of awkward for people that hadn't watched it yet. Like, it was very weird. Yeah. I said spoiler alert three times, Colson. Three times. Three times. That's really that's really it. Jody it's Foster. Also, it happened. How many months ago was this episode that we're talking it's about? Almost a year now. I mean, it was it was last spring, right? Yeah. yeah I don't feel remotely bad. Oh, yeah, it had to been before the strike, I guess. If they were definitely was night. was yeah. definitely before the strike, but I'm pretty sure I remember. I, I remember I did a segment on the radio show. With uh, Banks and Jake Luke predicting what was going to happen in the finale. So this was before the finale. So this had to be like in May at the latest? yeah. No, I don't feel bad. (laughs) No. And I said spoiler alert three times. Go ahead. Uh, Jodie Foster will be on Fallon. Renee Rapp, who was the musical guest this week. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew zero about Renee Rapp. I, um, first of all, not she's only in, she's in, she's in, she's in Mean Girls, yeah. I found that. Not only that, he's no zero about the when when I saw the post-it note that they shared about the host and musical guest. You said who? It was the um, the, it was that meme. The meme oh, was yeah. I don't know what any of this is and I'm scared. <laughs> like that. Jacob Elordi is he was in Euphoria. Apparently, he was, what else was he in? He was in something else. Something else. Yes, was he, he was in Saltburn? something else. No. Saltburn. Yes, yeah, he was, was in Saltburn. Saltburn. Okay. I've not watched either of those things. So I don't know what a Jacob of Lorty is, and I don't know what a Renee Rapp was. And I realized, like, oh, this is the moment. Like, this, that I always knew this day was going to come where Saturday Night Live was going to post their post it notes, and I was going to say, I don't know who any of these people are. And this was, the, there have been times where I haven't known one of them. Who was the guy from Bridgerton that hosted that uh, uh, very know. handsome, uh, they had uh, a French name of some sort? Like they had, Jacques, I it, don't know. it was it was like it was like Jean Jean uh, Jean Jean Baptiste or something. No, no, not Jean Baptiste, not the, the 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 leader of the band on Colbert. Trevor Baptiste, not no, not not lacrosse player Trevor what, Baptiste. What show? Uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Uh, it was Jean something or other hosted Saturday Night Live, and when they announced it, I was like, I don't know. Oh, uh, Reggie Re- Re- Jean Page. Re- Re- but it's not John, it's not guess, Reggie yeah. Jean Page. It's like Reggie Jean. Jean. Yeah, it's something like Page. that. When Page. they announced him, I was like, I don't know who that guy is. Zero. That's a big zero for me. I got nothing on that. And there have been musical guests that I didn't know. Who's the Canadian pop singer chick that uh, was a musical guest a few weeks back that um, I'd never um, heard of before she was on? I was like, I don't know who that is. She's lovely. She's a very attractive uh, young lady. But I don't. I've, I know none of her music. I've had weeks where I've known only one of the two people involved. This is the first time at 40 years old that I went 0 for 2 <laughs> that they announced. Oh, did you see the big announcement last night, though? I guess not. 
Or maybe no. No doubt getting back together. Oh, no doubt. Big deal for folks my age. No doubt. You want to talk about Noah Kahan? No. No, I know. You think I don't know Noah Kahan? It's I actually Noah Kahn. Oh. It was the number one song of the year for your boy last year. I think I don't know Noah Khan. Oh, oh, that was your number. That was your number one, really. Of course, it was number one. And I, I said, of course, of course, that song is so good that even the other version, which is dramatically worse, would still have been a top twenty-five. Are song. you talking about Tate McRae? Tate McRae. That's yeah. exactly who it is. They announced Tate McRae as a musical guest. I'm like, I nothing, nothing. Looked her up. Said, Wow, she's she's lovely, <laughs> lovely young lady. She was like incorporating hockey into like the sexy pictures that she was posting. I was like, I get it. She's very Canadian, but ah, Canada didn't know a thing about it. Nothing, nothing. Like pictures of her like in underpants and well, she's gonna be the and hockey to, pads. She's gonna be answering those trivia at twenty twenty. I think she's gonna have a top song this year. She's people like her music. I, they seem she seems to be popular. Huge blind spot for your boy. Huge blind spot. Nothing on Tate McRae. Zero. They never mentioned her on Letter Kenny. Why? So. Oh. Why is why is no doubt getting back here now? I don't know, but I, I'm nervous that it's only for Coachella. Like, I need it to be a tour. I desperately need a show at Merriweather this summer and for me to have to sell feet pictures in order to be able to go. Like, I need that. Like, I need air to breathe. But so far, they've only announced Coachella, and they did, like, a teaser video where they only talked about playing a show. So right now, they're just scheduled to play Coachella. I need, I need a no doubt tour. Badly. What song would I know? What would you know? You would probably know. Oh, I don't the know. The top song on Spotify is "Don't Speak." Don't speak. That makes yeah. sense. Don't speak. How's that one go? Uh, it it was their ballad. Don't speak. I know just what you're thinking. Oh, okay, I do. Yeah, I think that song. Okay. That song. And at, I believe Kanye West did a gospel version of "Don't Speak." I'm not kidding. <laughs> not kidding. Um, and then Blur is also playing Coachella. So I hope that they're touring the summer as well. That would be very good news for your boy. Excited about that. All right, very good. Is that everything? We good? Uh, yeah, I believe right. that's everything. Oh, uh, Breakpoint, season two, uh, which is the, the It's bad timing. I, I don't have time to watch a tennis show. This I'm watching tennis. actually came out last week. Oh, really? Yeah, while you were on the boat. Yeah, so I don't so know anything that happened in the world last week. It's still bad timing. Well, just go watch like the finale. I think the finale is, uh, that's the uh, Coco and Francis Tiafo episode. Okay. Uh, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, again, with Superbook. Thanks today to Jacoby Jones, Josh Bynes, Seth Walter from ESPN, Aries Spears. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the oh my God, it's so good. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Tomorrow on the program. Andy Kalou will join us. Uh, Houston from down in Houston, yes. radio host and uh, former defensive tackle. We'll check in with him to preview the Texans, make picks with KZ. Why did I feel like there was something else tomorrow? Uh, that is all we have right now. Okay. Okay. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners. I got nothing to say. Okay. Uh, Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to um, Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Maryland. Go Maryland women. Go Navy basketball. Duke sucks.